When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. On a Tuesday morning with Russia's best song, Limelight 603, on what's going to be a gorgeous primary day Tuesday here in New York City. And we are here this morning, as most mornings, the number one Nielsen-rated news talk show in New York City, in the country, really. Bernie and Sid in the morning on Talk Radio 77 WABC with three great guests today, some real legends here, Bo Deedle, Dwight Gooden, Jack Chitterelli. So much to talk about. But we start, of course, as we do every day, introducing the other, whether it's Bernie starting the show or me starting the show, the other massive talent on this program, and that is, of course, my best buddy, the great Bernard McGurk. Good morning, Bernie. How are you, pal? I am almost unable to speak because I blush at that introduction. (laughs) Uh, That is uh, one hell of a nice one. I'm doing very well, Sid Rosenberg. How the hell are you? I'm doing great. Uh, Exciting day here today. Just got a text from a friend of mine, and uh, she's involved, Bernie, in local government up in Bethel, New York. Bethel, New York, of course, is where my mom lives. And uh, my dad, too, used to live there in White Lake Estates, right by Monticello. I talk about it all the time. I'll be there all of next week. And uh, Susan Brownado listens every day from her offices in Bethel, New York. Uh, literally, my house one mile away from the original site of Woodstock back in 1969. She is the only person online right now at the Dr. Duggan School, which I can tell you, Bernard, me and my dad and brother-in-laws and lots of folks played softball every Sunday morning at that school for the better part of 20 years. And uh, she's online right now getting ready to vote for Andrew Giuliani as uh, primaries are are open. The, uh, The polls are open as of four minutes ago, and you can vote from right now to 9 o'clock tonight. So, Bernard, the best man win. 
Yeah, let them win. Let the best men win indeed. And do not be dissuaded or uh, discouraged by the fact that voter turnout was low in the early voting because Republicans traditionally, they vote on Election Day, on the day of the Election Day, not before, because that's not the way it was intended to be, Election Day. So they will show up today. And, uh, yes, get out there, vote for your candidate. Andrew Giuliani is a very strong one. My candidate, of course, Rob Astorino. But uh, either way, uh, you got to get out and uh, you got to get out and make your voice heard because this state, this state is dying. This state is, 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 is it's in its death throes. And it's one of these guys that is going to help save it and this one party rule. So uh, go vote, folks. Uh, you know, show, show, show the country that the red wave is real, that it's actually going to happen in November. And this will be one of the indicators this morning if you get the hell out and vote. Well, Demo- Democrats are voting today, too. Don't forget. I know that uh, it's kind of a fait accompli that Kathy Hochul is going to win easily, and she will. The only question is, will she beat Tom Swazi by 30 points, by 40 points? Jumani Williams shouldn't even uh, show up this morning to vote. So they vote, too, today. But you're right. This is a big day for Republican voters here in New York. Now, you are not alone, Mr. McGurk, in your endorsement of Rob Astorino. In fact... One of our three, one of our three legendary and uh, highly respected guests today agrees with you. Take a listen to this video I found this morning. Hi, this is Bo Deedle. You know me from 77 Radio. I'm in the morning, Fox News, Newsmax. Retired New York City detective, 38 years, running a business. Right now, I think the most important election is going to be when we elect the next governor. The next governor should be a Republican, and I really believe the only one that can beat Hochul is Rob Astorino. So there you have it. He'll join us live this morning coming up at 740. He was a guy that initially was for Lee Zeldin, just like me. And uh, at the risk, you know, it'll be transparent here. Me and Bo had a bunch of conversations the last couple of weeks, how both of us are moving off of Lee Zeldin. And he was with me. He was moving towards Andrew Giuliani. I did move to Giuliani, but as you heard right there, he moved to Astorino. So now you get Bernie McGurk, Bo Deedle, and Lou Rafino, the trio, endorsing Rob Astorino this morning. Wow. Yeah. Hey, listen. Could be a uh, Rob Astorino wave. Today, based on uh, based on those anecdotal, uh, I wouldn't count on that. Though people, I wouldn't count on it either. But uh, I'm keeping hope alive. I will. I will say that. Either way, I'm encouraged, uh, optimistic. No matter who wins, I really am. Yeah, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to despair if uh, you know if, if Rob loses and somebody else wins. But uh, I just think he's the most electable guy, that's all. And, uh, yes, no. that's, so that's Bob why feels I'm, the uh, same way. Actually, uh, Susan Brown Otto just sent me a correction text. She said, I'm not voting for Andrew Giuliani. I'm voting for Rob Astorino. Wow. <laughs> How do you like that? You How do you like that? See? So all four of you are uh, all over Astorino. Robbie, Robbie. <laughs> My guy is uh, still Andrew Giuliani. And uh, the day before the big primary today, here is what Andrew Giuliani had to say just yesterday. I decided within the first month to go to two counties and make sure we were building our grassroots. Now, this is very important. I've seen candidates before decide to go right out and preach and talk to New Yorkers, talk at New Yorkers. I thought it was very important that we talk and listen with New Yorkers. And I think that's built this strong candidacy to this point, and that's why we see a race that 
either has us leading by up to 10 points or within two points, mattering what you trust with the polls. But I think it, it's developed a much stronger grassroots than any of the other candidates. And look, the truth is, and I recommend this for anybody who's interested in getting into politics and wants to be somebody who can really serve the public, when you go out there, and I learned this from you, I learned this from Donald Trump, you can't talk to people. You have to talk with them. You have to listen. Make sure that the message is on point. Yeah, well, Make that. sure that the message truly serves the interests of those who you want to represent. Yeah, it got very dramatic there at the end. I like that, the music and all that. So a lot of comparisons to Trump. I mean, that's his experience, right? I mean, Rob Astorino, he could talk about, he could talk about his days as county executive in Westchester. Harry Wilson can talk about his days of saving businesses. Lee Zeldin, his days in Congress, and certainly an American war hero. But uh, for uh, Andrew, outside of living in the same home as the esteemed and beloved on this show, Rudy Giuliani, He's got four years working at the White House in some capacity under President Trump. So he spent a lot of time there talking about President Trump, which I think uh, will absolutely echo with some of the Republican voters. They hear Trump and they go, OK, you're in. I got you. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that, that'll work for him. Also, he was a golf pro as well. I mean, uh, yes. The, well, you know, he's well-rounded. Let's put it that way. Let's look at look at it on the bright side and say that. About Andrew Giuliani, who, by the way, last night was on the he was on the Fox News Gutfeld show for an hour. And uh, he he acquitted himself fairly well on that as well. He was good. Andrew, he's a quick wit and he's a good kid. But uh, Rob Astorino is like a glass of uh, vintage vino. How about that? (laughs) Well, considering we just had that uh, beautiful actress live in studio. You were out that day about two weeks ago named Alexandra Vino. And by the way, her Instagram is Taste the Vino. Then I can go with that. She's also uh, Harvey Weinstein's former girlfriend, uh, oh, Alexandra gosh. Vino. So it's funny you would mention Vino this morning. Well, we'll see. Again, go out there today, whether it's Lee Zeldin, Harry Wilson, Rob Astorino, Andrew Giuliani. We don't care. We want you to get involved and vote. Make your voice heard. And uh, whoever it is tomorrow, as we talked about time and time again, whoever it is, we will enthusiastically support them against Kathy Hochul come November. So today is the day. Corey Zelnick checks in and says, Bo Deedle rattled off all those things he's done, but never mentioned Bernie and Sid. He did mention 77 ABC Radio, but no Bernie and Sid. So that's the first shot fired this morning. Corey Zelnick at Bo Deedle. Any thoughts there, Bernie? Uh, well, I think, uh, you know, no offense taken by what Bo Deedle said. Nice try, Corey, to stir the pot. There's no way There's no way you would ever develop a rift between us and Bo Deedle. Yeah. No way, Corey. Good try. Good nice try, try, though, my buddy. I think Justin Ellick is also leaning towards Rob Astorino because he grew up in uh, that Chappaqua neighborhood up by Westchester, and he was the county executive there, Rob Astorino, so talking to Justin this morning, he may also be leaning to a Rob Astorino. So at least in, in yeah, this studio, he he, he's got huge support outside of me. He won't go vote, though. Justin is uh, of that age where they do a lot of talking, yeah. but they don't do any voting. You know, the, the, the young people, they don't they, they, they shoot their mouths off a lot. And I don't mean that about Justin, but the young people no. do. Yeah. And they don't vote. They don't back it up with their, uh, you know, with their feet and get to the booth. You know, and I say that with the two F's at the end. They don't get to the voting booth, right? And do do, do anything. So uh, yeah. he can talk all he wants, but uh, you got to make make it happen. Make it happen. Go ahead and pull the lever, there, fella. Yeah, that's what uh, Kurt Cobain did. He shot his mouth off too. And uh, oh my God, that's, that's terrible. That's good. That's Way too good. early for I like that. that. <laughs> 
I like that. But he made good music. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he did do that. So uh, there's a lot of stories you have to cover today. I'm sure you're going to hit Roe versus Wade, Joe Biden. I've got a story that I really, really like, which really marks a couple of uh, bad weeks for the Democrats. First, uh, Roe versus Wade. Then a football coach, it turns out, uh, is allowed to pray after the game. And he was uh, unduly fired out in Washington State. He lives in Florida now, but the Supreme Court yesterday said, hey, hey, that wasn't right. In fact, Clarence Thomas had a great quote. So we'll get to all of that. But this is a great story because we covered this basically because Bernie, his wife, Carol, and his daughter watched a lot of this. My wife, Danielle, watched it, too. I did not watch a lot of it, to be honest. And after a while, it kind of annoyed me, but it was a big deal for the country. And that was the Johnny Depp win over Amber Heard. If you haven't heard this, they uh, unceremoniously got rid of Johnny Depp Disney when uh, this uh, case first came to light back in 2019, and it cost him about $22.5 million. One more movie to make as uh, that character Jack Sparrow, which he lost out on. Well, now, since he's won this case, Disney has reached out to Johnny Depp, and supposedly the report is they've offered him 301. Hey, listen to this, folks. $301 million to reprise his role as Jack Sparrow in one more pirate movie and then a TV series, 301 million going Johnny Depp's way. If I'm Amber Heard this morning, I kill myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, listen, uh, I, 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 I crap the bed again is what I do. Uh, but look, <laughs> the bottom line is if he didn't take the initiative and actually sue, which was a bold move on his part, really, because, uh, you know, you didn't know how A, how it was going to turn out, and you knew that all your dirty laundry would be put on display because that's what happens in trials like this, discovery, all that stuff. If he didn't take that bold move to sue, he'd be screwed still because of the Me Too movement and, uh, you know, believe all women even though they may be lying. So good for him for taking that step. And if I was him, I'd tell Disney to go suck it, and I'd go to some other company and make a movie with them because Disney's they're the ones that dropped him. They're the ones that screwed him, took the side of – some lying, uh, you know, uh, some lying gold digger, yeah. and uh, screwed it. Tried to screw a man, an innocent man. I know, but Bernie, no, no one else is going to throw three hundred million dollars on the table. So at some point, you have to, you know, you have to the three hundred million. Your pride, I, I get it, but no, no one else is going to offer that type of money. Yeah, I like, I like the fact that it's uh, three hundred million that he's going to, uh, you know, not, not that I, I, I don't really even like Johnny Depp. He's the one who, he, at one point, he was saying blow up Donald Trump. Yep, but. Uh, uh, it, it, he can make some money out there uh, without Disney. I, I believe there are other companies that would scoop him up because he is now he's good box office material. So, uh, well, I, I would if I were him, I would engage in a bidding war. If I lose, I settle with Disney for the three hundred million. Yeah, but that's a Disney character that's already in play. I mean, you have to you have to uh, like a I company. Understand. To, yeah, I mean, it's I a really whole. Do. Yeah, I mean, I understand I, what you're saying, and it's it's. You're right. You would think that uh, he's angry, but uh, $300 million makes anger and resentment I, I go away the, very, the, very quickly. <laughs> I, I get the whole thing, but if you can initiate some sort of bidding war and uh, then in the end not lose by settling for the Disney uh, offer, I would go for it. But uh, point well taken. Yeah, $300 million, he's going to go for it perhaps, and uh, good for him. And thank God he sued and uh, justice was done. Another uh, comeback win for the Yankees last night. I know we're not WFAN. We don't cover the Yankees every day. Now, I, I can't mean, talk it. about them. I can't take it anymore. They don't lose. Bernie, they I, don't lose. I know. I know. I, I watched the uh, last week, uh, ninth inning, when Aaron Hicks get, gets up and hits that three-run home run. Yep. I mean, I thought I thought I was good to go. I mean, I only watched and stuck with it. 
to watch the Yankees lose. <laughs> and then Eric, Aaron Hicks, who's like the biggest a-hole on the team. And having a horrible year, by the way. That's horrible right. Year. And, and he yep. hits a three-run home run, and, yep. uh, and then somebody hits a walk-off home run. No, 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 no. The next inning, Aaron Judge hit an RBI single, and the okay. Yankees won that game 7-6. to six. But you're right. Uh, last night was their, ready for this, of their 54 wins this season, which, of course, leads the majors. Last night was their 23rd comeback win. They trailed the A's 5-1 to one and went on to score eight unanswered runs, three more home runs on Carlos Stanton, his 18th, Anthony Rizzo, his 20th. Stop, you're killing me, man. You're I mean, I know. Me. I know. It's you're just... killing me. And then Aaron Judge the other night after the no-hit loss with the walk-off home run. Yep. I mean, I thought I was safe watching that, and I wasn't, and it's just killing me. So, And even to hear about it, it kills me. I know. they got three guys now on pace to hit somewhere between 40 and 55 home runs in Stanton, Rizzo, and Aaron Judge. So the Yankee majestic season continues. The Mets were off yesterday. They're back at it tonight, uh, taking on, I think, the Marlins. I'm not even sure. So listen, but- there's no way uh, Aaron Judge goes to the Red Sox or anything like that. There's no way they don't keep Aaron Judge after – well, so far, a great year like well, this, right? Well, first of all, the Mets are taking on Houston, my, my correction, a two-game set after getting swept by the Astros last week. But I don't see it. I mean, look, there's a lot of – even Mark Feinstein brought this up with you and I last week, that if the Yankees don't come to the table with a good offer, that don't be surprised if Steve Cohen tries to sign Aaron Judge and gives him half the <laughs> world to play right field for the Mets. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> don't, don't say that. That would be amazing oh my God. if Judge goes to the Mets. I mean, the Dodgers have been mentioned, the Red Sox, but the Mets would be the really the, the best of it all. But again, Come on, Cohen. It, Come on, Cohen. Do it's it. not going to happen. He got $19 million just to get through this. And then I think after that, we're hearing $400 million. I think he gets a half a billion. I really do. So uh, He's about to make a lot of money. Let's put it that way. More than Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp at three hundred million. George is going to make more. How about that, Bernie? Oh, to pain. Oh, to pain. Steve Cohen, uh, pull off a miracle, please, bro. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Well, let me ask you this then. I, we always play these types of games, and they're silly, but that's me. Would you rather Steve Cohen steal Aaron Judge away from the Yankees and have Aaron Judge playing center field in Queens, or Rob Astorino win today? <laughs> you are funny, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, honestly, the, the, the short answer is it's got to be Astorino. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the real world, we got to save this state and this yep. country. Yep. Uh, sports is still fantasy. Sports is still escapism. Uh, but uh, but it's a funny question. <laughs> I mean, for a, for a Met fan, for a, a long suffering Met fan, yeah, it is. Uh, it, it does give you pause for a moment, and then you think about it. You're like, damn. Got to go for Astorino. <laughs> you got to. It's no, you have no choice. No choice. Uh, but if you're out there today voting, we want to hear from you. Again, we've got a million stories to cover. Three great guests with Bo Deedle, Jack Cittarelli, and Dwight Gooden stopping by today. He's got a big night planned on Staten Island. So three great guests and a lot of stories. But if you are at a booth right now and you want to call in with your choice for the morning, we'll take your phone call, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Already off to a tremendous start Tuesday morning, the primary epic edition of Bernie and Sid, only right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at info at gabolaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So hard to handle now, yes, sir. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app, ladies and gentlemen. Simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. You know, they finally caught the uh, Forest Hills. There was a big murder mystery out in Forest Hills, and it was called the, uh, well, the guy was the, the, uh, the killer. He was called the Duck Sauce Killer. Uh, and he, he killed a dude, a delivery guy, and a worker at the Great Wall Restaurant in Forest Hills. Now, Forest Hills, there ain't no murders happening in Forest Hills. Forest Hills is a, is a nice, upscale community in Queens. Nothing bad ever happens in Forest Hills. And this poor dude was shot dead in the street, this uh, delivery guy, this beloved Great Wall Restaurant employee. Maybe a partial owner, I forget, but... Uh, they busted the dude. His name is uh, Glenn Hirsch, and it was a dispute, believe it or not. Only in New York, folks, only in New York, Glenn Hirsch got in a dispute with a, a worker in the Great Wall Restaurant, Chinese food, over duck sauce, and he was pissed off. And I'm laughing. I shouldn't be. It was a horrible murder. But he ended up killing the dude, and they finally caught him after about a month. I mean, the NYPD, I guess they had their hands tied with so many other crimes. But, I mean, Glenn Hirsch, I mean, how hard is it to find a guy named Glenn Hirsch in his 50s, for God's sakes? But uh, they, they caught the duck sauce killer. But the kicker is that son of a bitch was released on $100,000 bail. I think $500,000. Uh, well, okay. His uh, brother paid for it, I think. Uh, Justin, way. somebody look it up. Uh, yeah. I have 100000 I don't know. Either way, he's out on bail. He's a murderer. He's out on bail. And I think what I read was that uh, Melinda Katz is even upset about it. I think I read that. Yeah, I think everybody should be upset about it. This guy, I mean, the bail should have been set where it was prohibitive, where he could not afford it. Uh, again, it, it, you, you wonder why they had this no jail, no bail law passed up in Albany. It was a, an overreaction to stuff like this. In other words, if this was some uh, kid from the hood that did it, I mean, I don't care if they set the bail at, uh, I don't know, at uh, at, at, at 50000 the kid wouldn't have made the bail. He'd still be in jail. Meanwhile, a guy like Glenn Hirsch walks free. And it ain't right. He's a murderer. He killed in cold blood. And now he's back home, and he's probably ordering food 
from the Great Wall Restaurant again. <laughs> I mean, it's sick. Aye, aye, aye. It's sick, and it's it makes me sick. I mean, he's back home now. Now again, he he is confined to his house. He has an ankle monitor, and he's still going to go to jail. He, he's not. He's going to prison, but you're oh, right. I mean, yes, of course. Right. But the, I mean, but people out there will be like, oh, what do you mean he's done? No, he, he's not out. But you're right. He, the fact that he's able to go home even is really disgusting. Yeah, it's wrong. It's wrong. And, and it's, that's what precipitated this bill up in Albany, which is killing the state, killing the city. The no cash, no jail, no bail law with the discovery laws, which I mentioned yesterday. These discovery laws may be more damaging than anything else, forcing uh, the, uh, the the prosecutors to turn over evidence within 15 days to the defense. And I mean like oodles, all kinds of evidence that they have to work almost 24-7 to gather, and the prosecutors are just quitting. They're like, we can't do this. It's prohibitive for us to be able to send that stuff over. That's twice I used the word prohibitive, and I apologize for that. No, no, it's very sexy. But, uh, yeah, okay, thank you. (laughs) It's just too much, and they're leaving, and that's what's wrong with the uh, no jail, no bail. Uh, law up in Albany, but uh, speaking of all that stuff, there were there've been a lot of attacks on on subway workers. You know, as the, the the conductor sticks his head out the window to look to make sure everything is clear, uh, they get spit on, they get smacked. It's terrible. They're like <laughs> they're like a moving target in a circus. It's just awful. Same thing with bus drivers. I don't know what the hell I'm laughing at. My father was a bus driver as well, and it was brutal back then. It's got to be just an absolute freaking nightmare right now. And here's uh, Governor Hochul. Governor Hochul condemns the attacks. Cut 26. No one should ever have to fear for their life or safety while they're making sure that we all get where we're going safely as well. Uh, duh. And it's because of you, you stupid uh, loser. You you over, you over underqualified overachiever. You should be a freaking real estate agent and not the governor of New York. It's because... You can't get the no-jail, no-bail law uh, reform because you're too afraid to take on those two creeps in the state legislature. That these, it's all, it's, all these attacks are being perpetrated by repeat offenders, by people who are getting out on no freaking bail, no bail whatsoever. So shut up with the righteous indignation. I, I, I'm, we are the ones who are angry at you. We don't want to hear you feigning your anger, stupid. So you're not voting then, for her today? Yeah, right. That's funny. And then these cops, uh, they arrested at 34th and 6th. They arrested a guy who's, he, he, he was, he, his nickname is like Mr. Happiness. And he plays the bugle and mu- music. He's got a bunch of cute animals jumping around. And a well, bunch they're, of, no, they're not real animals. They're video animals. <laughs> yeah, well, no, he's got like even fake animals, you know, like yeah. wind-up animals and right, stuff. Right, 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 right. In other yeah, words, he's, yeah. he's so harmless, so happy. He plays jazz. Everybody seems to like him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, uh, well, the NYPD, they said, get out. He said no, and they arrested him. And it sounded a little bit like this. Cut 24. And so it went viral, and uh, I don't know. I saw it. I felt terrible for the guy, but uh, you got to listen to uh, the, the police. You got to, you know, you got to obey the law. But I would say, uh, you know, he's not the most uh, he's not the most dangerous uh, uh, perp out there. Uh, either way, Eric Adams, you'll you'll be glad to hear this. Cut twenty five. He supports the cops. You got to follow the rules. That is how our system got in the way that it is now, because no one was following the rules. And I'm going to back my police officers. We can't have it both ways. That's right. Get that bugler out of there. He might hit somebody with it. 
You know, you never know. It's a dangerous instrument, that bugle. Uh, well, better than a clarinet, he could stab someone. With, uh, <laughs> I mean, with, he actually, uh, I guess, what was he on the subway yesterday? I don't know, saying that, uh, no, it really is a mess here in the city. I mean, <laughs> uh, he, he's the worst. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. He, he, is, he is absolutely, he's right there with the Blasio. I'm, he's right there, right there. Yeah, there is tape of him out there saying uh, he came into office and he was shocked, shocked. absolutely shocked. Yeah. By how bad the city is, I mean, or was, or whatever the Well, because initially he said, don't forget, when we were pointing out the crime issue on the subway, he said, well, that's your perception. No, that's not perception, moron. That's a reality. So you yeah. can do something about it, or you can wear your fancy suits and take your limos and leave poor bastards like me an hour a day out there to die. So now he's come to the realization, oh, my God, it really is a mess. Way to go, yeah. Eric. <laughs> I, I know. Have, have you heard Kennedy Genius. got assassinated in 1963? <laughs> <laughs> really, unbelievable. We, 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 we could be doomed here, but uh, t- keep hope alive. Today is primary day for the gubernatorial race, uh, so I'm, I am keeping hope alive. Look, one more thing, uh, the, Joe Biden, I mean, all this to talk about. I never had any uh, conversations about my son's dealings. I mean, give me a freaking break. Well, guess what? We have audio tape of him, 2018, talking about it was right after a New York Times article that was damning about the Hunter's links to Chinese business interests. I mean, a very, very damning article. But the Joe Biden seemed to think, wow, it all blew over. Because what? He called and left a voicemail for Hunter, cut 27. This is Joe Biden actually talking to Hunter about his Chinese business deals in that New York Times article. The big guy talking to Hunter about the Chinese business deals. And this, these were the deals in, in which he was supposed to get 10 Ten percent for the big guy. Cut twenty-seven. Go. Hey, Palace Dad. It's eight fifteen um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Not, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article released the thing on online. It's going to be printed tomorrow. The Times is good. I think you're clear. I think you're clear. Yeah, yeah. He's that stone cold yep. hard busted evidence. He's a lying piece of garbage, is the imbecile in chief. And then uh, Hunter Biden also in uh, Moscow. He's in Moscow, in a Moscow hotel. During the exact same time, his dad sent them 30 grand. Uh, no, he, excuse me, he spent 30 grand on hookers. His dad sent them more than 30 grand. I mean, the records show it's, it's, it's incontrovertible. And so the, the assumption is that he used part of that money that dad sent them. To spend on the hookers, the thirty grand that he spent on the hookers, and apparently one of the hookers was accusing Hunter of abuse, and Hunter was—he actually videotaped his uh, uh, pleading with the hooker to say something nice about me. Don't say bad things. Cut twenty-two, Lou. Does anything hurt on you? Anything? I was literally saying. I'm sorry that it took so long to give you $10,000. Have I ever touched you in a bad way? Ever. Have I asked you every time if I could touch you? Every time. Sweetheart, look at me. You cannot talk to me that way and say things like that. Because I'm more respectful than anyone you've ever met. So there you have it. You can even hear uh, the hooker zipping up her boots because I saw the video. Uh, but th- that's uh, stone, hard, cold evidence. Biden, uh, Hunter in a Moscow hotel, spending money that his dad sent him on uh, Moscow hookers. And all this, by the way, the courtesy of the Daily Mail.
We talked to Lydia Serrano, the reason why I don't watch 60 Minutes anymore. They don't do any investigative journalism. I mean, you had the President of the United States clearly lying. Uh, they could do some investigative journalism on that. They could have exposed this. They haven't. They're a bunch of frauds, phonies. That's why I don't watch 60 Minutes. Well, I stopped watching a long time ago when Leslie Stahl, when Leslie Stahl sat there and treated Donald Trump, like him or dislike him, he was the president. And and she just flat out called him a liar time and time again. And, of course, he wasn't lying. He no, was telling the country the truth. So I go all the way back to that. Leslie Stahl with Trump, even Trump and Pence, well before the Hunter Biden stuff, when I fell out of favor with 60 Minutes. I mean, she's, yeah. she's the worst, the worst. No, you're absolutely right. I fell out of favor with him before that. But that certainly cemented my hatred for that particular organization, 60 Minutes. Yeah, he was absolutely. Absolutely, a thousand percent correct in what he was saying, and what was it? He was talking about uh, the Hunter laptop, is what he was talking about, and she was yes. like, "There's no proof." Ah, da, 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 da. That's right. Shut up, you hag. I'm so <laughs> sorry about that. My apologies. Hey, uh, traffic and sports. Is, oh, that's great. Traffic and sports is coming up next, but right now it is time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to Cut to the Chase with Laura Curran on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Download and subscribe. Wherever you get your podcast here, Laura Turks talks, excuse me, with Congressman Peter King. Isn't this country in a way all about not agreeing, that we're allowed to disagree? And is it almost a fantasy, an unrealistic fantasy to think that somehow we're all going to get along and work it out? Yeah, there's always supposed to be a clash of ideas. I think what it is now, it seems like everything is being fought over and fought over in the most extreme terms. But no, even the thing with President Reagan and Speaker O'Neill is exaggerated a bit because I know people that work for Tip O'Neill and say you know, that he never liked Ronald Reagan. That was just really? Go through. Yeah. There you go, see? And they played that up. This is Sid on Sports. Oh my Sponsored by Fearless Boilers on 77 WABC. Bernie just talked about it. The Yankees, they just don't lose, folks. They fell behind 5-1 to one last night to the lowly Oakland A's. And then went out to score eight unanswered runs in another come-from-behind win. Their 23rd of the season. They beat the A's 9-5. to five. Down 5-1. to one. They cut the lead for Oakland to 5-4. to four. And then Josh Donaldson did this for the Yanks. Line drive, it's a base hit to left field. Judd scores. Here comes Rizzo. He'll score. Stanton to third. It's a two-run double for Donaldson. And the Yankees have come all the way back. And they lead 6-5. 6-5, five. Five, Michael K., our buddy, Yes Network on the call. Throw in there an 18th home run of the year for Giancarlo Stanton. Home run number 20 for Anthony Rizzo. And again, the Yankees beat the A's 9-5. They improve. To 54 and 20, their lead over the second place Boston Red Sox, 12 games. The Mets were off last night. They're back at it tonight, taking on the Houston Astros, a two game set. They got swept by Houston last week. Carlos Carrasco on the mound for the Mets. The Mets start tonight's action 20 games over 500. They lead the Braves by five. And big news in the NBA Kyrie Irving has now opted in for a $36.5 million payday to pay for the Brooklyn Nets this season. The 30-year-old Irving, who's a douchebag, by the way, scored 27.4 points a game last year in limited action due to his COVID-19 ineligibility. Sports brought to you by the great Pete Morgan, Peerless Spoilers. Check them out, PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com. They do build America's best boilers. The great Bo Deedle is coming up at 740 with sports... I'm Sid. Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
So it turns out it's an old story. Back in March, Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman, who was on this show just last week, we like him. He's urging President Biden, again, this is in March, to cut through federal red tape to deliver more than 50 rifles to Ukraine donated by his Long Island constituents. Every bit of weaponry matters to help Ukrainians defend themselves from Russian invaders, Blakeman said. The people of Nassau County have done their part. Blakeman uh, said this. He now says, uh, he, did, he said back then, we are now asking for your assistance to secure immediate federal approval to ship the weapons to the Ukrainian government. So there you have it, Bernard, back in March. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Send him weapons, fine. Yeah. And let's not let's not send him forty billion. Let's not <laughs> right. nation build. Stupid. You know, uh, let's get this thing wrapped up. Let's get him to the bargaining table. If it's causing, as Putin, as uh, Biden says, all this gas price rise, which it's not really, but uh, if it, theoretically, if you buy into what he's saying, well, then end the war. Stop yep. uh, stop perpetuating it. Stop enabling it by sending him. Essentially, what is nation building? I mean. You know, it's going to build up their infrastructure. What the hell are we doing? $40 billion. I mean, we don't have it. Ridiculous. It's it's sick. Yep, I agree. Uh, So as my friend, our friend, Ralph Napolitano, said yesterday, not a great week if you're a liberal. Obviously, the Roe versus Wade decision was a brutal one. Here's another. The U.S. Supreme Court yesterday sided with a football coach. I love this story. From Washington State, who sought to kneel and pray on the field after games. The court ruled 6-3 to three along ideological lines for Joseph Kennedy, an assistant coach for Bremerton High School's varsity football team and head coach of the junior varsity team for seven years. Now, he started coaching back in 2008, and initially he prayed alone on the 50-yard line at the end of the game. Students started joining him, and over time he began to deliver a short inspirational talk with religious references. And he did that for many, many years until the school learned about it in 2015. They broke his balls, told him to stop, uh, threatened him, and eventually they got rid of him. They fired the guy for doing uh, praying, praying by himself and then with students after the game on the field. This is uh, Justice Clarence Thomas, and this is why you love him, Bernie. Justice Clarence Thomas asked how the school district would respond if rather than taking a knee for prayer, the coach took a knee on the field during the national anthem in moral opposition to racism. I mean, come on. That's exactly what I have been saying, you've been saying. Uh, Exactly right. That is the argument right there. Bingo. Clarence Thomas, that's why he's a goat. That's why he is the GOAT. Now, dissenting justice, your friend, you always say my friend, this is your friend, Sonia Sotomayor. She wrote that the decision, quote, sets us further down a perilous path in forcing states to entangle themselves with religion, which, which last I checked, every time we talk about a school shooting, a guy in Buffalo, and you always bring this up, and I agree, I'm not a very religious person, not even close, but the lack of religion, I think, is hurting some of our kids. So so what is the big deal if that is the case? So what? So what? Yeah, exactly. It, it, religion is good for kids. I mean, uh, you know, no matter how I feel, and it doesn't even matter how I feel about religion, I raise my kids to, to believe in God and uh, be religious because I think it's good for kids to start out with that fundamental basis. If they want to change their mind as they age, as they get older, fine. But uh, instead of raising them as, say, atheists, uh, which in which, uh, well, it, it's it's really it's a dark, dire outlook to be an atheist. You raise them as Catholics uh, or you raise them as Jews or whatever. And you give them that uh, you give them that background and they're, they're well-rounded, good uh, human beings. They grow up. I believe that's the case. 
They, they believe that somebody's looking down on them to see if they're, they're doing right and wrong, which is not a bad thing. Kids need that. And they learn respect, love, charity, all that stuff, all the good things that come from religion. And so, yeah, what is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with uh, it whatsoever. I can't figure it out either. Six to three, again, the decision. This is uh, Neil Gorsuch, one of the three that Donald Trump put into place. Of course, he's got Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Coney Barrett. He said, quote, the Constitution and the best of our traditions counsel mutual respect and tolerance, not censorship and suppression for religious and non-religious views alike. So this was Coach Joseph Kennedy yesterday after, once again, the Supreme Court ruled in his favor. Here you go, Coach. I'm going to have a new commitment with God because he's given me a second chance. And, you know, I, I'll never give up my rights and I'll never give up thanking God. But uh, where I do it, the great thing is the court says it doesn't matter where I do it. And that's 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 America for you. So, of course, uh, the opposition spoke very, very quickly. Uh, Jake Tapper, every now and then, uh, me and you, Bernie, we will commend Jake Tapper on being the voice of reason. But we're also very, very aware that most of the time, maybe the overwhelming part of the time, he's one of them. He's no help. Uh, <laughs> you know. So he's got this panel of like four people. And uh, Jeffrey Tubin, Mr. Masturbator himself, is on the, uh, is on the panel. And here was, here's what uh, Jeffrey Tubin had to offer yesterday on this Supreme Court ruling. This is courtesy of CNN. Multiple precedents prior to this that limited the ability of public officials to bring prayer into schools and end to their public duties. Is precedent dead on the course, stare decisis? Are we seeing that eroded here? Yes. I mean, we are seeing um, the influence of the three Trump uh, justices. I mean, th that, you know, a as uh, the three dissenters said in the, uh, in, in the Dobbs, the abortion case last week, the only thing that's changed is the membership of the court. There is no other change but uh, who, who's on the court. The fact that Amy Coney Barrett is there and not Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and the fact that Brett Kavanaugh is there and not Anthony Kennedy. I mean, that has changed the dynamics in the court. And, you know, this is not like Dobbs, where they are explicitly overruling a previous case, Roe v. Wade, but this is a case where they are moving the law incrementally in a very clear direction. So let's talk about it. Two cases that go uh, uh, our side, basically, that go against what the liberals and Democrats want. And three of those judges, again, Donald Trump judges, once again, bringing up the discussion, Bernard, about the Democrats now attempting to uh, pack the court. And especially after these two rulings the last couple of weeks, you would imagine, based upon what Jeffrey Tubin said right there, that's going to be another discussion. Uh, well, what, what entails that? How does that happen? Can that happen? What's the case with that? Well, they would need to uh, they would need to remove the filibuster, which requires sixty votes. Uh, they would need to stop that in order to pack the courts, uh, and, and it's not going to happen. There have been uh, even Joe Biden has said, "I'm not going to try to do it." You have others, Joe Manchin and others, and, and even some uh, you know Democrats that you hadn't heard before saying, "No, we're not going to do that." But th that's what would would need to happen. But listen to this. When they're getting the decisions that they ha they're happy with, the court is fine. They right. love it. Right. When when you had seven white judges decide in '73 that uh, you know women have this right to an, a constitutional right to an abortion, which, by the way, they didn't have. There's nothing in the Constitution about it. When they were activist judges making law, which the, the Supreme Court was never designed to create law. That's a that's an entirely a legislative endeavor. When they were doing it, though, uh, the, the, the liberals thought 
hey, this court is great. <laughs> so now that they're losing, yeah. oh, the court is broken. We gotta, we gotta pack it. We gotta change yeah. it. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta give them term limits. We gotta, you know, pack the court. All that. So uh, they're just sore losers, is what of they course. are. And Elections have consequences. They're calling this the Trump court now, the not the Supreme Court, yeah, well, the that's Trump right. court. All of that is correct. <laughs> it, it, it is Trump. Listen, you want to uh, uh, cast some blame? Blame Ruth Bader Ginsburg for not reti- re- resigning or retiring when they asked her to. Right. When Obama was president, they said, listen, in fact, they were actually rooting for her to die. I, I know they were. I'm telling you they were. The New York Times had an article once. They were rooting for Ruth Bader Ginsburg to die because they worried about just what happened, that a Republican would be elected in 2016. She would then die, and then he would get to appoint a Republican judge. It's exactly what happened. So you want to blame anybody, blame RBG <laughs> That's right. for the fact that it is such a uh, overwhelmingly now conservative court. Yeah, that would have been uh, Merrick Garland's seat. Instead, uh, now he is the um the, D- the, uh, the attorney, general. attorney General, and he's awful at that. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Again, three great guests coming your way today. Bo Deedle, always tremendous on a Tuesday. He'll join us coming up at 740. We'll talk to Jack Cittarelli coming up at 840, the man who nearly won the gubernatorial race in New Jersey. So he knows exactly what Andrew Giuliani, Rob Astorino, Lee Zeldin, and Harry Wilson are going through today. And he's very upset with Phil Murphy. He'll tell us why coming up at 840. And then the all-time Met and Yankee great Dwight Gooden. He's got a big night coming up on Staten Island, set to join us coming up at 925. So three great guests, Lydia reports, all the opinions you want and need only right here on the number one show in New York City. We are. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hello, baby, hello. Haven't seen your face for a while. Have you quit doing time for me? Or are you still the same spoiled child? Close out the 6 a.m. hour on this Tuesday morning primary day here in New York City. The three on the left, of course, Hochul, Swazi, and Williams. And the four on the right, Giuliani, Astorino, Zeldin, and Wilson. You know, just a week ago, I can't believe it's been a week already, I should say. A week ago today, I was off because I went to my daughter Ava's high school graduation. And everybody's doing that this time of year, right, Bernie? You've got high school graduations, kids going to college, yeah. the prom. It's a all fun, that. Yeah. fun time of year. I guess uh, even if you're Matt Lauer, pictures in today's New York Post of Matt Lauer, the disgraced Matt Lauer, and his uh, beautiful ex-wife attending their daughter's high school graduation, I believe, just yesterday. So um, it's got to be a bit awkward, no? Or maybe not. Maybe the, the kid, it's a graduation, you put all that other personal stuff aside oh, and yeah. act as if you're a child that day, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, you, you ruin the kid's graduation by attacking Matt Lauer? 
Yeah, I guess you could do that, right? <laughs> I mean, are you surprised that Matt Lauer is still persona non grata, still out of the business? Well, I mean, sexual assault is uh, a serious tra- – he didn't get charged with it. Right. But essentially that's what uh, the allegations were. He got away with it, actually. Yeah. So uh, am I surprised? Not really, because he was one of the ones who was actually guilty, unlike a guy like Johnny Depp. Uh, so I know, uh, but, like, I, but, but like Danielle said to me last night, Eric Bowling's got his show. Anthony Weiner's got his show. A lot of folks out there, and we're always complaining that it's uh, the Republicans. Well, Those guys who got canceled, here's Matt Lauer, Charlie Rose. I mean, they were basically canned because of he said, she said. There are other guys that are back working. I, I hear you, but you know what I think? I think they were they were so high up there. They like Eric Bowling was nothing compared to Matt Lauer. Right, right. In other words, he, and so Matt, so Eric Bowling is going to take these, you know, essentially lower level jobs where Matt Lauer is not. He doesn't need to. Gotcha. So part of it is him, his his own. Well, I'm not coming back, you know, for peanuts. I, you know, I was on top of the world. I don't need it. Good point. And so maybe that's he. That's yeah. why he isn't back. That's a good point. You're right. Bowling's going to take a show on Newsmax. Matt Lauer's not going to do that. All right. Bo Deedle coming up next hour. Once again, Jack Cittarelli, hopefully the next governor in New Jersey in the 8 o'clock hour, and the great Dwight Good in the 9 o'clock hour. Just getting started, folks. Fasten your seatbelts. Bernie and Sid. Belton John on a Tuesday. In any case, I said my own face by stealing the show. Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. I want to rock! Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. got to interrupt these guys back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere, everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. On that 77 WABC app, easy to download. It's free. Take you two minutes, and you will not regret it. Very, very edifying, entertaining, and it's just terrific. A terrific 77 WABC app. Also simulcast on an eastern Long Island News Talk 107.1 FM. I don't know if you heard about this, Sydney. I'm sure you did. You see everything. You're all knowing you're omniscient is what you are. Thank you, Walt. And uh, <laughs> uh, listen, uh, uh, you saw Nancy Pelosi actually punched uh, yes, yes. punched a kid in the face, <laughs> knocked her out, and the kid was uh, taken to the hospital. Yeah. It was Myra Flores 
the new uh, Latino, Latina congresswoman's daughter. They were taking a swearing-in photo, and uh, apparently the daughter got too close to uh, Pelosi, and Pelosi was half in a bag, and she just <laughs> she just hauled off and slugged her in the mush. I think it was more like an, it was like an elbow nudge, right? It was like one of these things. Oh, well, that's you can't right. See, I'm on the radio. Oh, it yeah. Good. Yeah, it was more of an elbow nudge and a yeah, Mike right. Tyson right to the face of Mike. You're face. right. You're right. I take it back. It was it was a, <laughs> yeah. it was an elbow nudge, but it was so obnoxious, so so obnoxious. You could tell she had nothing but disdain for this conservative family. But uh, let's look at it this way: the they were Latinos. I mean, let's let's go uh, the uh, the Democrat identity politics route. It's the other way around, and uh, the speaker is uh, well, it's McCarthy, right? And it's a Latino boy, and they're liberals, and he sh- he gives him an elbow and just shoves him aside. Oh, this very dismissive. I mean, he would be uh, he'd be a racist. He'd be uh, issuing apologies today, and this old bag, this old drunken <laughs> evil bag who ripped up the uh, State of the Union address once. Don't forget that, folks. Excuse me. She ripped it up. It was horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. I remember that well. Yeah. Go home and take care of your drunk husband, all right? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, and by the way, you know, that story in itself is still has legs because uh, the, uh, the, 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 this California Highway Patrol will not release the body cam footage. And they release it usually for everybody, but they will not. For, for the Pelosi's, for the all-powerful the Pelosi's out right. there in California. They won't release it. That's why it's got no legs. I mean, first of all, there's no time to tell it because uh, MSNBC and CNN and all these folks would have to uh, move away from their January 6th coverage. It, it is unbelievable that they're still doing this day after day after day. I mean, both of these channels right now, uh, Mark Meadows, a filmmaker, maybe the next witness, uh, nobody cares anymore. Nobody. 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 It's enough. Especially after the insurrection we witnessed in, in uh, Arizona the other day, the exact same uh, scenario. They were banging on the glass. There was the Senate was in session, and they had a they had a recess because the crowd were, were breaching the Arizona uh, yeah. Capitol, and nobody took. Anyway, I, I mean, I, I think people feel the way they do about Trump now, and that's it, right? Yeah, people yeah. like you and yeah. I love yeah. him. You got a couple of people who may say, "Well, you know, he disappointed me." People who hate him. But it's like, it's, again, it's like the Uvalde, Texas thing. I get it. The cops did a terrible job. Fire them and move on. But, but day after day after day, my God. No mas. I mean, it's too much. But just uh, quickly back to uh, Paul Pelosi and the body cam. Uh, the reason they won't release it, uh, the speculation goes, is that there was a witness. We do know there was a witness in the middle of nowhere. So that means that the witness per- perhaps, potentially, was a passenger in the car. And was that passenger a female? Was it uh, Paul's side piece is oh, the oh, question. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's exactly uh, oh, uh, what oh. it was. And plus, people oh, want to see uh, Paul Pelosi do the, uh, you know, put your hand on your nose, walk 10 feet, count backwards from 10, that oh, yeah. type of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. People want to see that stuff. Mine was out there when I was uh, down in Miami, and it was humiliating. But uh, that's what it's supposed to be that way. When you do something really horrible and, and drunk driving is horrible, then uh, you need to be humiliated and embarrassed. It's kind of like, you know, down in Florida, by the way, when you get a hooker, uh, they actually put your picture in the paper uh, when you get arrested. So not yes. just uh, you don't, don't only arrest a hooker, they put the face of the John in the paper the next day. And uh, that serves as a deterrent. Don't kid yourself. You get caught and your wife sees your picture the next day in the paper. That may, may uh, have you go home and masturbate instead. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> hey, and the rumor is that Paul Pelosi, Paul Pelosi's side piece is none other than Janet Yellen. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, oh my God! Uh, yeah, inflation and uh, a bottle of wine uh, is not oh transitory whatsoever. <laughs> nah, we don't know. It's got to be uh, some uh, young thirty-something uh, hottie or something oh, like, like a that. like a Mary Jo Kopechny type of thing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and this is why uh, Nancy Pelosi is pushing around the little Latino kids because she's pissed off, not at the kid, but at the uh, at the husband. So anyway, I understand uh, Kamala Harris has been named the uh, abortion czar. Because she's done so well on, uh, well, the border and uh, the, the Ukraine war. Remember, she was named the czar of both of those uh, yeah. issues. Issues. Is, is this true, though? Is she, has she been named that? Seriously? Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's, that's my understanding oh, from my yesterday. Because yeah. you're right. And, she's 0 for 2, and she struck out looking both times. Yep. And so, and, but now she's a woman, see? So she has, uh, she has experience, though. She has no kids of her own, really, and... Uh, well, let's see. Anyway, she was asked about uh, uh, about this uh, abortion czar stuff. A uh, cut number six, Lou. She gave a real, real deep. The profundities were flying here. Uh, take a listen to this. Cut number six. Go. I thought about it as you know, a parent. We have two children who are in their twenties, a son and a daughter. I thought about it as a godparent of teenagers. I thought of it as an aunt of, of, of preschool children. And a woman yourself. And a woman myself. And the daughter of a woman. And a granddaughter of a woman. Oh, my God. Interesting. <laughs> wow. Hey, listen, man. I am the uh, son of a, a, a woman. I had uh, two sisters. They were women. Yep. I have a daughter. She's a woman. I'm married to a woman. How about that? Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm an expert, right? <laughs> I guess. I mean, this li- lady is a dingbat. You can tell that she slept away to the top in California politics with Willie. Willie Brown has got to be so embarrassed. This is my protege. This is what I, this is what I produced here. This is the vice president of the United States. The answer is yes, sadly, and maybe the, the, the future president, because the old imbecile is not going to last. Hey, listen, the new punching bag, and you uh, alluded to him last segment, is Clarence Thomas. Uh, he uh, wrote a, a big opinion in uh, in Roe v. overturning Roe v. Wade, which, by the way, and he said he left open uh, the possibility that they would over they would review some uh, other yeah. cases like yep. uh, you know contraception and gay marriage, and uh, but the, but never mind that Samuel Alito wrote an opinion for the rest of the court saying that, no, none of that's ever going to happen. This has nothing to do with any other cases. This is a, a one-off. Uh, so anyway, disregard, would, uh, even though Clarence Thomas would like to, it ain't going to happen. But that doesn't stop him from being the, the boogeyman because he's a black conservative. Remember the high-tech lynching he got back in the 90s? They really raked him over the coals. But listen to the hags, the magpies on The View. Cut 13, go. Uh, you better hope that they don't come for you, Clarence, and say you should not be married to your wife, oh. who happens to be white. And you better hope That's that nobody it. says, you know, well, you're not in the Constitution. You're back to being a quarter We're of a person. The- yeah, yeah uh, they, they don't come for you. So they're going after Clarence Thomas on the view. Oh, Samuel please. Jackson puts out a tweet, and he calls him Uncle Clarence. Yep, yep. Uncle Cla- and then Twitter allows Uncle Clarence to trend on Twitter. That's racist hate speech. And Twitter allowed it. So clearly Elon Musk has not taken over just yet. It's really disgusting. Then Lori Lightfoot, cut number 12, she's given a speech somewhere. 
And uh, it went like this. Go, 12. Now we know what happened with the Supreme Court yesterday. And if you read Clarence Thomas' concurrence, he said, thank you, Clarence Thomas. Did you hear her say F you Clarence yes, Thomas? Yes, yes. F you Clarence uh, Thomas. That's beautiful. Lori Lightfoot, how many kids died in Chicago over the weekend, by the way? A lot. Uh, just curious. A lot. Yeah. And the weekend before and the weekend yeah. before that. Yeah. Uh, but remember, uh, Justice Soto, he's a sweetheart, Clarence Thomas. He has certain beliefs and he's entitled to them. He was appointed, a duly appointed uh, justice to the Supreme Court by uh, Bush 41. And anyway, Justice Sotomayor, just last week, I think I played it on the show. Cut one. Go ahead. Uh, cut, uh, excuse me, 11. Go. I have probably disagreed with him more than with any other justice, that we have not joined each other's opinions more than anybody else. And yet, Justice Thomas is the one justice in the building that literally knows every employee's name. He is a man who keeps, cares deeply about the court as an institution, about the people who work there, but about people. He has a different vision than I do, but I think we share a common understanding about people and kindness towards them. That's why I can be friends with him and still continue our daily battle. But these other hateful hags, they don't have it in them to, uh, to come to that conclusion. Clarence Thomas is a sweetheart. I met him once. He made me feel very, very comfortable. I told you the story. Maybe I'll retell it again. It was at a party for Rush Limbaugh down in D.C. but back in the late 90s. But either way, uh, listen to the voice of Clarence Thomas. He is a strong, resolute individual. A cut number nine, go. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. Or you can be on a calm day, north is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm, north is still north. People can yell at you, north is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. There you go, Clarence Thomas, his philosophy right there. He's a man of few words. He doesn't speak much, but uh, when he does speak, it, it is deep. I read his memoir, and he had a tough, tough life. I just think he's a goat, and I love Clarence Thomas, and I hate all these other haters out there. Hey, listen, uh, the Democrats had many, many chances to what they call codify Roe versus Wade, many chances, and they never did. Obama had the Senate, the House. He could have done it. He didn't want to do it. He was afraid to do it. They, don't, they didn't want uh, senators and congresspeople they don't want to vote. They're, they're afraid that, that they'll alienate people. They're cowards, in other words. And uh, Charlemagne the God, none other than Charlemagne the God, made that point on his radio show. Uh, Charlemagne, the uh, alleged rapist, he was once charged with rape. He pled down. But still, he's a go-to guy now he, for, for whatever reason. Anyway, go ahead with that clip. Cut number three, please, Lou. Okay, what we witnessed on Friday is the cowardice of the Democratic Party catching up to them, all right? They know what Republicans have been planning for decades. Republicans have never hidden their agenda. They have shown and told us what play they are going to run, and for some reason, Democrats never craft a defense to stop. All right, I mean, we didn't just get here yesterday, people. Yes, 
it's easy to point the finger at Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, and say, yeah, they put three judges on the Supreme Court. That's true. But I feel like the cowardice and inaction from Democrats caused a lot of this. I have a million questions that people smarter than me can answer. Okay, why didn't President Obama codify Roe v. Wade like he said he would when he was on the campaign trail? I got to tell you, he's uh, becoming like a Bill Maher type guy because I, I, I can now remember at least five times in the last couple of months where you played Charlemagne making a, a complete sense. That was a very, very smart little editorial he did right there. It really was because at the end of the day, what these judges did on Friday was courageous. That was courageous. And uh, he really points it out when he talks about the Democrats' cowardice. So I don't know about yes. those rape charges from years ago. I know he's a black guy, and, and the black population yeah, loves him. I, Every I, entertainer I might, loves him. But I like this guy now a little bit, a little bit. I, I might have to stop uh, invoking that yeah. uh, every time. But it's just funny how he gets away with it and nobody else does. But, yeah, I'm going to drop it from now on. But he's right. Uh, they, they did have that. Everybody knows that, by the way. But to have a black guy, Democrat, pointed out, you know, that is, uh, you know, from inside, from within, from yeah. their ranks. Yeah. That means a lot. Speaking of their ranks, uh, this is the clip of the week. Uh, 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 Lydia played some of it yesterday. But this was uh, a Jake Tapper. He's trying to get, and you got to know what your uh, subject is going to say before you interview him. He did not know. He interviewed, uh, Jake Tapper did on CNN, Boris Johnson out there at the G7, Bojo. And he tried, uh, you brought up January 6th and what they're trying to do with it. Everybody knows it's a joke. And so do the world leaders around the country. Everybody around the world knows it's a joke. And so, But Jake Tapper didn't know that Bojo thought it was a joke. And the joke was on uh, Jake Tapper. Cut number 12, Bojo and Jake Tapper. Take a listen. This is terrific. Are you worried at all? Do you look? No. I no. want to say this to the people of the United States. I'm not. Uh, I think that I, I just get back to the, what I've been trying to say to you uh, throughout this interview. Uh, I think that uh, reports of the death of democracy in the United States are grossly, grossly exaggerated. Uh, America is a shining city on a hill. There were, there were some uh, weird and, and kind of unattractive scenes uh, back in the you know. Died. I mean, that, it was pretty it was serious. Pretty, it was pretty weird. I, I won't. I won't deny that. Weird. I mean, looking from the outside, it was pretty weird. But I don't believe that American democracy is under serious threat. Far from it. I continue to believe that America is the greatest global guarantor of democracy and freedom. Hmm. And that was the full clip. Uh, uh, Lydia had part of it yesterday. This other. Do we have to? We have to have time for this. Peter Ducey. Uh, on Bojo wanting to help feed the world versus this idiot uh, Joe Biden who had his has his head up Greta Thunberg's ass. Uh, cut number uh, 13. We have to play this. Uh, excuse me, 12, 13, 14, 15. Cut number 15. Go. There's division among friends here in the Alps tonight about which pressing issue G7 leaders should use their power to address first. Is it the global food crisis or is it the global energy crisis. We need worldwide effort to invest in transformative clean energy projects. And that remains the priority for President Biden, even under pressure from U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who wants G7 countries to start using land set aside for biofuels to grow food instead amid a grain shortage in Ukraine. 10 Downing Street argues globally the use of grain for biofuel is contributing to reduced availability and increased costs for human consumption. But the whole G7 isn't expected to issue 
issue a joint statement supporting this plan because the U.S. will block it, according to multiple reports, which frees the U.S. to keep using land designated for biofuels for biofuels. You believe that? Uh, Bojo wants to help feed the world, cut yep. inflation. Yep. And Joe Biden, again, he's uh, kissing uh, Greta Thunberg and AOC's butts. It really is disgusting and another reason just to hate this leader, this coward, uh, uh, this corrupt, pervert coward in the name of Joe Biden on the Bernie and Sid Joe. The great Bo Deedle is coming up next. we got a couple of other terrific guests as well. Do we not, Sidney? We do. We've got uh, the man that almost beat Phil Murphy in the state of New Jersey in the governor run on today primary day, Jack Cittarelli, and, of course, the all-time Met and Yankee great Dwight Gooden coming up at 925. Keep it right here, Bernie and Sid on primary day. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. But first. AMAC is the leading conservative advocacy and benefits organization. AMAC gives you access to exclusive benefits, insightful news, and a magazine full of uncensored content. They are pushing back against efforts to defund the police, weaken the borders, and corrupt our youth. But they need your help. Please stand with AMAC at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. On this Tuesday, one of the awful things about the collapse of public education is that most Americans lack a fundamental understanding of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Therefore, when the Supreme Court declared unconstitutional New York State's refusal to allow law-abiding citizens to carry legally purchased handguns, There was immediately an insane amount of gibberish hoisted on the public. About two million Americans heard the far-left ladies on The View posit that because of the ruling, we New Yorkers are in far more danger. According to the women, Wild West shootouts will soon erupt, paging Wyatt Earp. What these nincompoops fail to understand is that criminals already have handguns, and they didn't buy them from honest dealers who have to impose extensive background checks the thugs would never endure. You cannot buy a handgun in New York or California or many other states without having your entire life scrutinized. Joey the pusher is not going to do that. So vicious criminals are armed and innocent civilians are not in many places. Last year, there were 37,000 violent crimes committed in New York State alone. Almost all of the victims unarmed. So give me a break. The founders wanted honest people to be able to protect themselves from evil predators. That is the right to bear arms. It'll still be difficult to buy a pistol and get a carry permit in New York State. But now, because of the Supreme Court ruling, it is not impossible. Back after this. Many timeshare owners are very upset Because their yearly dues have nearly doubled. Well, Lone Star will guarantee the release of all liability to your timeshare in writing and in a specific time frame. With their A-plus rating at the Better Business Bureau, clients know that Lone Star Transfer is a company you can trust. For a free consultation, please go to LoneStarTransfer.com or call 855-551-7066. That is the Morning O'Reilly Update. More analysis later on. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
to my right, like the wind, right like the wind, the great Christopher Cross. I think he was just at Jones Beach, or maybe he's coming up at Jones Beach, I don't know. I want to do some concerts this summer, it's been a long time, like two years that um, we wasted our time wearing masks and staying inside and all that stupid nonsense that New Yorkers still do, by the way. And uh, so I'll get to Bethel Woods for at least one show this summer. But I'd love to see Christopher Cross. I've never seen him. And he's got about five or six songs I really like. I know you yeah. like Christopher Cross, right, Bern? Yeah, I like Christopher Cross. And uh, I would suggest that now that you're out in the these, you know, my woods, sort of, yeah. to try to uh, do a uh, Jones Beach concert. Because as Bill O'Reilly said, one of the best venues in the country if you get a good weather night. Right. I would do that in a heartbeat. Bill O'Reilly yeah. loves it there. Or Peter King, who will join us tomorrow, he loves it there. You love it there. I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, uh, I would look into it if I were you because it's, it's beautiful. It's, All right, uh, J- Justin, print out for me the summer schedule. I'll, I'll do one show at Bethel Woods because my mom lives there. Put out the summer schedule at Jones Beach, and uh, I'll check something out. I don't know. <laughs> what, was the last, what, was, what was the last concert you saw, Lou? Uh, let's see. Where was Sticks? I don't know. Oh, I, Sticks? No, I don't. I'm just kidding. I don't. I did <laughs> say I did see Sticks at Jones Beach though years ago when they wow. re, when they reunited. Yeah, it's weird that I thought. Of so that. you haven't gone to a concert in a couple of years before they threw uh, Dennis DeYoung out again. Oh yeah, they threw him out again. I know that. Yeah, I think the last concert I saw, and I'm not sure, but I think, well, it was either the Counting Crows, Dave Matthews Band, or the Goo Goo Dolls. Any one of those three at uh, Bethel Woods up in, in upstate New York. They were all great, by the way. It could have been Neil Young at Madison Square Garden. Oh. MJ took me, and it's still going on. By the way, he doesn't stop playing. That it's is a great goes. show. Yeah. Okay. The Doobies were at uh, Jones Beach, I think, a couple of days ago. Kimberly Kravitz, the lovely daughter of uh, my dear friend, the jeweler Frankie Kravitz, checks in. And I think the Doobie brothers were there just a couple of days ago. Have you gone to a concert in the last five years, Bernard? Five years? No. No, I haven't gone in many, many years. I think the last concert I went to was uh, Def Leppard oh. at, at Jones Beach. Oh. Uh, yeah, that was when, uh, you know, I was tearing it up as a... As a, uh, a as a parent of young kids, yeah. let's put it that way. And I remember, you know, it's funny you say that because we used to have the uh, the one armed drummer from Def Leppard in all the time because he was he's an artist, you know, and he had these uh, shows, right? And uh, we did the commercials for the for the actual the the store, the art store. Remember that was called? I don't remember. I do. Not, I don't remember. Me now, either. But, but they they got one of those in uh, like the Hard Rock in New Jersey and these other places. Yeah, this was Short Hills, New Jersey. Right, right. So he came in. And he came in two or three times, and and we and he liked us. Rick Allen is his name, I think. Rick Allen, and uh, then there was like a, a a concert at the Garden a couple of years ago, and it was like Leopard and Journey, you know. And yeah. I sent Rick Allen a message. I go, hey, it's Sid. Like you're a buddy now. You me and Bernie all the time. We helped Every- you out. He, 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 we, we, we helped him out, yes. and uh, now it's time for him. Exactly. We, every piece of art he, he drew, we, we, like, we tried to help sell it for the guy. Right. He not only didn't get me concert tickets, he never even got back to me, the son of a bitch. So exactly, now, yeah. yeah, so F. Def Leppard, although I do like their music. Goo Goo, Goo Goo Dolls are there, August 20th. Oh, Jones Beach? Yep. Um, that's the one, Bird, I'm there. I'm taking Bernie's advice. It's a Saturday. The Goo Goo Dolls. Do it. Do it. Do oh, it. Oh, oh, oh. oh, life is good. Hubbard, the Goo Goo Dolls <laughs> in Jones Beach. Come on. How do you beat that? Yeah, you, well, you can't. It's just uh, it's a real fun experience. I mean, uh, even though they pat you down and they try to uh, get you liquor as you go in, because once the concert starts, they stop serving liquor. Oh. And uh, that's not cool. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, that's when you want the liquor, for God's sake. Sure. 
So uh, you got to smuggle it in any way you can, and they it, it is a real you know it's a real adventure trying to get past security with it. But I must say I succeeded uh, wildly when I did it myself. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I love Steely Dan, uh, one of my favorites of all time, and they're in Jones Beach tomorrow. That's going to be a great show, Steely Dan. And uh, you know they got the old uh, Kid Rock, uh, your boy Kid Rock. I think is going to be there, and oh Chris Rock and Kevin Hart together. How about that, Bernie? That's, oh, a, that's a big show. That'd be cool. Uh, with no music, uh, you know, entertainment with them. Uh, I don't think so. Rod think, Stewart, uh, I see I would, here. Yeah, I don't know. Well, so well, no, it's a great lineup, man. You got to get to one of them. Come on, let's go. All right, let's I'm enjoy here. life. Harry right. Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. You know, you la- you know, you what laugh is, about that. If my son that? Gabriel sees that, he's going to make me crazy to go to that. Crazy. <laughs> what, do, what do they do? I don't know, but but I, I know that uh, when I was in London, for example, two years ago. Danielle and uh, Gabe went over to the studios where they actually filmed Harry Potter. They were gone for eight hours. This Harry Potter stuff's got to end. It's, it's got to ridiculous. It's, it's, it's just stupid. <laughs> the Hobbit, the uh, Harry it, Potter. Get, uh, get rid of all of It's never going to end. It's oh, ingrained in a whole generation Please. of kids. Maybe oh. a couple of generations. It is really, really ingrained. Jeez, it's not going ridiculous. anywhere. Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long. And Sid, you too. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Black here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on that 77 WABCF simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM, where maybe I'll let next guest is listening uh, on that 107.1 channel. Either way, he is an iconic New Yorker, a true, authentic New York character, a hero cop. He's a great actor and a great guy. Let's bring him in. Bo Deedle. Good morning, Big Bo. Hey, good morning, guys. And uh, just a little word out there. The app keeps shutting off. The WABC app shuts off, and I want what's going on. You know, Bernie, by the way, called you a great actor, and I have to say this before we start our real conversation, that being on the set of Gravesend with you on Friday with your daughter and your grandson and my my wife and my son, and I mean this sincerely, but I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. A lot of great actors out there, you know, Mamondo and Gordio and Leo Rossi and Willie and all these guys, you really do stand out as the best actor on the set. You're funny. You're fearless, and I thought you were just – I watched you on Friday. You're, you're pretty amazing, bro, Bo. I, I got to tell you, you're really all great. Well, th- thank you, Sid. That's a great compliment. And you know what? It's uh, it's it's something about acting that, uh, you know, I just – myself, I've become that person, and I've lived such a great life and done so many great things that I could become. I, you want me to be a gangster? You want me to be a cop? You want me to be a doctor? I don't really care <laughs> because in reality – I've touched every part of life, and I think that comes across with a, with a person who is believable. Put it that way. Agreed. Okay. Somebody w- with your experience. Is, yeah, more important is I got to let you know, you know, a few months ago I came out and I uh, endorsed Rob Astorino, and I stayed by it. And today I'm just going to let you know again that I really believe that we have to stand behind whoever wins. Whoever wins, I will be be behind. I'll be giving them money. But I will, again, endorse Rob Astorino. I just think that he has so much 
experience. I think his demeanor is great. I think he knows what we got to do in this state. And I think he's the only one that could take this Hochul out. He could go against it. He knows the issues really, really well. Although everyone knows the issues, but he just has a, a palatable personality. That's all I can say. And I give him my endorsement. I love Rudy's son very much. And uh, my friend on Long Island, I've given him money. Uh, and I will, will support whoever wins. But I am now really supporting Rob Astorino. I think he could be the candidate. He almost beat the Democratic governor candidate the last time. I think if we uh, if he wins, I think he could win. And that's it. I wanted to get that yeah. out of the way because I didn't flip-flop with this thing. You know I came out months ago, supported him, and I'm staying by my support of him. And that's the way I feel. People should go out and vote for the guy that can beat Hochul. That's what it's all about. And I think Astorino is that smart on that. Okay. Let's put that behind us. You know, we've, we've had uh, these two Supreme Court rulings. People are in flip-out mode about the abortion issue and all that. And in reality, nothing is going to change. These psychopaths that are jumping up and down ugly about it, nothing's going to change. People are going to be able to get their abortions. So let's not uh, drive ourselves crazy talking about, oh, you're going to kill women. Women are going to go in the back alley. That's bull crap. You know what? This should be this should be looked at and looked at as far as I've seen people, relatives of mine that had babies that were born early, premature, like with five months old baby that they survive and all that. And they're real babies. They're real people. There has to be some limits of when you're going to go in there and when you're going to perform uh, an abortion. And I'm I'm totally supportive of abortions, but I'm also supportive of Let's get down to it. When is the child a full-term child? At five months or six months? You know what? You can't be going in there ripping out a child and murder. You know, these laws, these Machiavellian laws that they have, some of these states, you can have the baby come out, and then mother can choose, I don't want him. So what, what are you doing? That's, you're going to kill the child? That's yeah. so ridiculous. And these That's people ridiculous. are... Right here in New York, by the way. Well, this is something that... I think should be more discussed. And I'd like to show uh, these people that are so adamant about this nine months old, uh, nine month fetus that you could take them out. You could abort a nine month fetus with a child in full term. That's murder, damn you. And you want to know something? And all these people jumping up and down. I'd like to show them the child that's nine months and what that child looks like and look at them in the face and say, now you want to kill this child? Let's be real about it. And I'm not no psychopath, but I support abortion. But there has to be some limit. There has to be some terms. And we have to talk about it and negotiate and compromise with the damn thing. And stop being morons jumping up. Now. I'll kill the child at nine months old. Get out of here, you fools. You're a bunch of fools. That's what you are. Now, a bunch of ghouls. Fools the, and ghouls. And as far as the other issue with Supreme Court with the, uh, with the gun, the uh, right to bear arms, I'm very supportive of it. But I'm not a fool again. And I'm not saying that we have to have people with gun permits out there and that know that don't know what the hell they're doing. I told you the story with Imus. When I got Imus his gun permit, I took him to the range. He fired six, five or six shots. He couldn't hit the, the target seven, seven yards away. Why would I want a nut like that running around with a gun? You have to be able to have a person who is going to be responsible, good training, and, and have to go to the range and all that and facilitate a gun permit 
And if your kid used the gun, if you don't have the balls to use it, don't get a gun permit. And that's it. But I really feel that people should have the right to protect themselves and their families. I mean, you could be out, Sid, in a restaurant with your wife and kids having a nice dinner, and these and these scumbags come in there to rob the place or put a gun to your wife's head and to your kid's head. Why shouldn't you have the right to protect your family? And by the way, they, 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 they've, been, they've been doing a lot of that. In fact, um, Danielle was very hesitant, Bo, to wear her jewelry to a lovely place, the River Cafe, to celebrate our anniversary on Saturday because there has been a, 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 a lot of that going on. You know, uh, these, uh, these criminals now breaking into uh, high-class restaurants, five-star restaurants, and doing exactly what you're doing and assaulting some of the folks, too. So that's become a reality. And they're looking at the fancy cars, too. I mean, everybody yep. that wants to parade around with a fancy car, Mercedes, you are a target, damn it. You're a target. Isn't that, isn't that a horrible way to live life? Terrible. But this is what we're getting. Yeah. And now now the Democrats, to stay on that that, that one note, the By Democrats are using, are using these Supreme Court rulings to try to dismember uh, this, uh, this, uh, this the election in November. Now they're saying that. Oh, the Republicans, if they get in, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. This is a bunch of hogwash. These are real, real true thought-about rulings as far as I go with the Supreme Court. Even uh, Ruth uh, Bader there, uh, Ginsburg there, uh, she was saying that this should not be a, a Supreme Court ruling because the way it was put together, Supreme Court is not there to make the laws. The Supreme Court is there to show the constitutionality of the laws and that's what it's all about all right now uh, my little rant continues because i'm meeting with some people and i can't tell you who but i'm meeting with some people about the uh the thing that i've been talking about we have da's across this city i think there's something near almost two thousand assistant district attorneys in the five boroughs and you know what they're doing every day they're doing nothing they're not prosecuting any cases so they're all leaving these da's office my idea, and it still is, and I'm talking to some really, put it this way, it, they don't get too much higher. And here's what I, my suggestion is. And we could start in New York City, and it, become, it could become a wave. And how about the mayor that uh, I know you guys are not happy with? How about the mayor of New York City start it? Here's what we do. We hire some of those ADAs. That means the state ADAs. And then we work with the federal government, the Southern District and Eastern District, and we make those ADAs, make them AUSAs. In other words, you make them federal uh, prosecutors. And part of the issue would be I'll take 200 of them, and their only job will be is to prosecute people who are convicted felons who are caught with a gun. That means that they will be facing 10 years. The word will get out to every neighborhood. Man, I ain't carrying no gun. You're going away. I ain't just getting out like I've got out the last four cases that I had with a gun. You're going to jail. This will diminish because the reality of murders across this country, as I say, every Tuesday, 21,000 murdered in 2021. Only 4% were shot by mass shootings. The majority of them are illegal handguns. And until we get our hands around, and I don't want to listen to everybody that don't know what the hell they're talking about. These are the facts. And if we bring these facts out to the powers to be and we stop it, this will stop the guns on the street. I guarantee you it'll slash in half the murders across this country. And let New York City start 
and let it go to Philly, let it go to Chicago, let it go across this country and use the federal laws that are on the books now. We don't have to reinvent the vehicle here. All we got is we got the laws and let's do it, man. I like it, Bo. Wow, some uh, really sound suggestions yes. from Bo Deedle. Really, really good, Bo. Listen, that that is terrific. Uh, we could solve it. Yeah, use these ADAs who are now floundering, doing nothing because they quit the uh, DA's office because of these stupid discovery laws. Uh, put them in yeah. the federal offices and do exactly what you said. That is per- That is brilliant. And, and, and people ask me, oh, there's no answer. Bullcrap, there's no answer. And when you dissect the murders across this country, like I said, 13,000 blacks were killed, 98% killed by other blacks on the street. That ain't the white supremacist killing them. These are blacks uh. killing blacks. This is the biggest threat in our, in, in our country, not this moron DA. And this guy here, I want to just throw up on the floor as far as this, this, this. Didn't he run for Supreme Court judge and we knocked him out? You talk about Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland, yeah, of course. Uh, he was. Uh, they wanted to make him. Uh, Obama did, and the, the Mitch McConnell and the rest said, "No, no, not in an, in an election year," and they scrapped him. And thank God they did because he's he's an old woke fart who should be uh, impeached. <laughs> he's, an old, he's an old fool. He was an old fool then. Now they make him the attorney general, and it's very obvious what's going on. I told you and, and weeks ago, they're going to indict Donald Trump on easy crap. Now all of a sudden, his lawyer, they went and they subpoenaed not subpoenaed they grabbed him and grabbed his cell phone from him. I mean, this is a lawyer. Where is our due process of law? Now right. lawyers have to worry about that you're not even being protected. Where are we going with this? This is something that would happen in Guatemala or over there in Venezuela. And now exactly. it's going to state here in America. Right now, every Democrat, every Republican should be outraged about how this United States attorney is utilizing that office for political crap and Garland's using it for political crap. What they're going to do is they're going to indict Donald Trump. I'm telling you, this is a damn setup. And I think the new message that you're going to get today, this big surprise thing, is probably going to be evidence that they got from his lawyer from the, uh, that they, when they grabbed his cell phone. There's all kinds of crap going on. Then you look at that guy. Who's that guy from California? That that, that congressman that's oh, uh, Schiff. Schiff. Adam Bullshiff. And I'm going to say it publicly. I will punch him in the mouth, especially in New York City. <laughs> when he comes to New York City, Adam, I'm going to haul off and crack you right in the face, and I'll take the collar. I'll go to Rikers Island. I don't care. It will be worth it to crack you right in the mouth. <laughs> it, it really would be a good feeling to do something like that. Bo Dito, you you were great today, as usual. Yep. Uh, thank you so much, Bo. We love you to pieces. Great if job. Only, if, if only you were in a position of power right now. But you have the bully pulpit here on the Bernie and Sid Show, and we, we appreciate sharing your thoughts. Uh, we're going to speak to, uh, uh, we're going to speak to uh, Mr. Jack Cittarelli coming up and also Dwight Gooden on the Bernie and Sid Show. If you keep it where it is, ladies and gentlemen, two more hours of the show to come. Don't go away. I want to rock! Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
For the latest on the New York primary elections, download the 77 WABC app and listen to 77 WABC tonight at 8 p.m. as our good buddy Dominic Carter takes you to the right up until the pool bowl, or the poll booths close at 9 p.m. Catch Dominic Carter from midnight until 1 a.m. every weeknight on 77 WABC Radio and the 77 WABC Radio app. So tonight. Check out uh, Dominic Carter. He'll get you the results. And he's going to tell you at about 9 o'clock tonight that Andrew Giuliani has, in fact, won the primary. Uh, early results are in, and he's up big. So uh, check out Dominic Carter. Oh. He'll give you that official note what? coming up. What is that? What happens? <laughs> uh, this is nice. Nice projection on uh, Sid Rosenberg's part. <laughs> yeah, Wishful not... <laughs> thinking. But it could, it could happen. It could but happen. it's not true, Josh. Yeah, I, I will tell you this. I said to Andrew Bernie, I said, listen. Um, if, in fact, you do win, I'm going to resign from WABC Radio, give up my uh, career in radio and movies and all that stuff, and become your chief of staff. And he said to me, quote, you want to move to Albany to work longer hours and make a fraction of the money you do now. You really are my kind of crazy. You got the job. <laughs> that chance. Exactly. Yeah, nobody, nobody except a guy like John Miller, who works for the NYPD, does something like that. Right. Right. That uh, nobody nobody gives up. You know, you, you always hear about uh, broadcasters, guys, you know, pundits and all that stuff. They never do it because the money they they can't take the financial hit. No, of course so not. Working for for, for a, a public service government, it pays nothing. The the reward is when you get out of government, is uh, you work for lobbyists, you speaking fees and stuff like that. Then you can potentially cash in, but. Not well, not 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 in the interim, and, no. and uh, you can't afford the interim. <laughs> and living in Albany just sounds. I mean, I've been. Oh, there, oh God, God, God no. is a terrible place. Please, I mean, oh, no, thank you. I'd rather live under the boardwalk <laughs> in, in Long Beach. <laughs> so than would live I. In, 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 uh, really, seriously, I agree with you. So do I. So, uh, of course, he is the the guy that I endorsed uh, yesterday, Andrew. But it's a four man race. Lee Zeldin was on Fox News just moments ago. Harry Wilson has been busy calling Lee Zeldin and his aides scumbags the last couple of days. And Harry, maybe you don't want to text that directly to Lee. I know that was a little bit of a mistake there by Harry yesterday. And, of course, yeah. so the guy that you're endorsing, not just you, but you, Bo Deedle, and a host of others, is Robbie Astorino, a really uh, a talented politician, a good guy, a witty guy, a man's quick on his feet. He, he's a very attractive, uh, you know, sort of candidate, politician, if you will. He will, to me, will be the most electable when people see him going up against Kathy Hochul. I mean, he would be the guy people would say, you know what, maybe we'll give him a shot because Hochul, she's a total disaster, and uh, he carries no baggage, no nothing, no, no, no petty uh, displays during debates. He's just a solid, solid, good dude and politician who can run this state and has a track record. Uh, he ran against Andrew Cuomo when Cuomo was at his at his highest, when he was the most beloved, and he, he got 40% of the vote, which is a huge number, exceeded expectations. 
He can do it again in this year of the red wave. He can replicate that and uh, and, and get rid of a loser, really, who nobody likes in Kathy Hochul. You know, the difference between Fox News, for example, and Fox News is no Newsmax. They've got their own share of uh, liberals that are on that station, which has really, it's not the same like, like it used to be, but it's still certainly better than MSNBC or CNN. But the difference is moments ago, uh, you saw how the difference when uh, CNN is going on and on about this surprise witness, some girl that worked for Mark Meadows coming up today, and this all of a sudden this oh, uh, you know this Vincent Foster conspiracy theory that Shut somebody up. murdered Michael Stanger, and the same thing with the MS. In fact, Chris Wallace was the anchor they were interviewing on CNN about this, and on Fox News, <laughs> Brian Kilmeade was talking about today they open here in New York the Michael the Michael P Murphy Navy. Um, what is it? Uh, the uh, oh, seal, Memorial. the seal museum, the seal museum. Oh yeah, yeah. So on yeah, Fox he was, News, he, he, yeah, a big time seal member. They're talking about a seal member on Fox News and CNN and MSNBC are still talking about January sixth. No, they're, uh, they're they're in the past. They're, they're, the events are flying by them, and they're just missing it because of their Trump arrangement syndrome. Uh, they can focus on it all they want. Yeah, they have a special uh, a special session of the January sixth committee. People are laughing. Nobody cares. They really don't. Uh, they, uh, they, their opinions are, of Trump are already formed. They know these people went after him before, failed, and are on a witch hunt, a perpetual witch hunt. This is essentially a third impeachment. Uh, Adam Schiff lied. I have evidence of Russia, Trump-Russia collusion for years. Never produced it. No credibility. It's a joke. It's ridiculous. Now at uh, Fox News, I'm looking at the monitor as well, talking about the 46 migrants who were uh, found dead in the back of a tractor trailer. That's 50 I mean, now, by be- the way. That number's up to 50. 50, okay. Yeah. That is because of uh, Joe Biden's horrific open borders policy. Nobody wants to talk about that. The danger it poses not only to Americans with fentanyl and uh, criminals coming across, but also to the migrants themselves. They're dying left and right of, of thirst and hunger in the desert. And now 46 or 50 in the back of a, uh, a tractor trailer. That is a horrific, horrific incident. It's, it's all it's disgusting. I mean, imagine if forty six people were massacred by somebody with an AR fifteen. Well, Joe Biden just massacred forty six or fifty uh, immigrants, uh, illegals, and uh, and CNN is ignoring that. I mean, come on, the, the, the American people are smarter than that, and that's why w- w- regarding abortion and January six, I mean, those are big issues, especially abortion now. But not in the November. No, it's going to be these real, real issues that affect Americans directly. So, so January sixth, keep it up all you want. You're wasting your stupid time, and you're making people are just laughing at you. So, uh, and, and me included, and all the the, the rest, of you, just shut up, just go away, please. We're sick of you. Now, uh, also, you brought this up earlier: the business ties between. Joe and uh, Hunter Biden, if in fact for some reason, and most of the folks who listen to us know that they're all dirty, you know, the uncle's dirty, Joe Biden's dirty, Hunter Biden is beyond dirty. I mean, the thing is, listen, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an admitted drug user myself. I'm in recovery forever. But every single video that I see of Hunter Biden, he's really whacked out. I mean, whether it's methamphetamine or cocaine, I don't know what the guy's doing, uh, including the one you played earlier this morning when he's trying to convince this uh, Russian hooker to be nice to him. But uh, more evidence that, in fact, Joe knew about everything. Uh, and that came uh, that came about just yesterday. Right, Bernie? Absolutely did. And uh, I, I've since gotten a, a copy of the New York Post front page of the New York Post, both both items. 
in addition to uh, uh, the legit news outlets covering it, uh, Biden's leaked audio. He, he left a voicemail to his son, Hunter, and uh, it was right after a New York Times piece that criticized Hunter Biden, tried to connect him to sleazy uh, uh, Chinese businesses, which he was associated with. And it really it, 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 it caused a scare into the Biden crime family. But uh, it seemed to have blown over by the time Biden left this voicemail. I'm going to play it right now, if you don't mind, Sidney. Cut 27, Lou. Uh, this is Joe Biden leaving uh, a voicemail for Hunter after the New York Times article regarding his Chinese business uh, dealings, which uh, Joe has said for years. I never had a conversation with him about it. Cut 27. Hey, Palace Dad, it's 8.15 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article released the thing on online. It's going to be printed tomorrow in time. It's good. I think you're clear. I think you're clear. I don't think it's going to hurt you, this this Chinese business dealing article. Well, he's right. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, he was right. Well, eventually it is going to hurt him because... He's going to get indicted as well. Trust me when I tell you. Who's going to get indicted so, first, uh, him Hunter, or Donald Hunter Trump? First. Uh, well, that's a good question. That, that's <laughs> yeah. a good one. But regarding your uh, Hunter, and this is not too long, Hunter Biden in Moscow talking to a hooker because he, she was accusing him of abuse. And, uh, and by the way, this came at, at the same time that uh, Joe Biden sent Hunter uh, all like 100 grand, 30 grand of which Hunter used to pay an escort service, 30 grand, an escort service. And here he's talking to a hooker trying to get her to say, I didn't mistreat you. A cut 22, Hunter in Moscow to a hooker. Take a listen. Does anything hurt on you? Anything? I was literally saying, I'm sorry that it took so long to give you $10,000. Have I ever touched you in a bad way? Ever. Have I asked you every time if I could touch you? Every time. Sweetheart, look at me. You cannot talk to me that way and say things like that. <laughs> because I'm more respectful than anyone you've ever met. Have you, Imagine if it was Don Trump Jr., by the way. Oh, or Eric by the Trump, way, either one. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. At the beginning, you heard the, the hooker zipping up her boot. <laughs> you did hear that. Uh, yes. And it's all on videotape, and this is all emanates from the, the uh, laptop from hell. The Daily Mail got these things. And, again, that's why I said to Lydia yesterday, nobody watches 60 Minutes. No. They should be doing this. This is the president of the United States. He's corrupt. He's compromised. And 60 Minutes is focused on, you know, just nonsense, just Not, stupid well, nonsense. nonsense. Right. And Donald They're Trump. Biased. Yep. Yeah. And nobody – that's why, like me, I haven't watched 60 Minutes in years. Me either. Again, I, as I mentioned earlier, Leslie Stahl, that was it for me. Uh, the other story, of course, uh, which I really enjoyed, is another Supreme Court decision which really burns – the, uh, the Dems, first Roe versus Wade. This one, the Supreme Court sides with a former Bremerton, Washington high school football coach well, that rules he has constitutional right to pray on the field. He would go to the 50-yard line after the games and pray by himself. Then he got a bunch of kids to pray with him, and that was his crime. He prayed on the field. It took about seven years for his school in Washington State to figure it out. And then they uh, broke his balls and eventually got rid of him. And he moved to the state of Florida. But now, the again, the Supreme Court ruled uh, in his favor yesterday. And here's what the Coach Kennedy had to say. I'm going to have a new commitment with God because he's given me a second chance. And 
you know, I, I'll never give up my rights and I'll never give up thanking God, but uh, where I do it, the great thing is the court says it doesn't matter where I do it. And that's 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 America for you. Justice uh, Clarence Thomas said, hey, you know, if he took a knee during the national anthem, you guys would be OK with that. But praying to God, that's an issue. So congratulations once again to Clarence Thomas. But it does bring up the issue now, Bernie, after Roe versus Wade and this decision, both went six to three. And of course, we know that Trump appointed three Supreme Court judges in Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh and uh, Neil Gorsuch of the Democrats once again discussing packing the court. And that was a discussion that Jake Tapper had with Jeffrey Tubin on CNN after this most recent ruling came out of uh, the Supreme Court just yesterday. This is courtesy of CNN. Multiple precedents prior to this that limited the ability of public officials to bring prayer into schools and end of their public duties. Is precedent dead on the court, stare decisis? Are we seeing that eroded here? Yes. I mean, we are seeing... Um, the influence of the three Trump uh, justices. I mean, th- that, you know, a- as uh, the three dissenters said in the, uh, in, in the Dobbs, the abortion case last week, the only thing that's changed is the membership of the court. There is no other change but uh, who, who's on the court. The fact that Amy Coney Barrett is there and not Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and the fact that Brett Kavanaugh is there and not Anthony Kennedy. I mean, that has changed the dynamics in the court. And, you know, this is not like Dobbs, where they are explicitly overruling a previous case, Roe v. Wade. But this is a case where they are moving the law incrementally in a very clear direction. So do you think that uh, this will spark that conversation? Can they do it? Can the Democrats now pack the court? Uh, Well, Joe Biden has said that he's not interested in doing it, nor changing the filibuster. Plus, they don't have the votes. you got people like Manchin and others. Uh, is cinema, maybe even others, who are said they're not interested in doing it. So they would like to, but they can't. But th- here's the thing. When the court is d- d- decide, and of course, uh, Jeffrey Tubin stating the obvious. Yeah, you have different judges who have different opinions, and they're going to vote differently. Duh. Uh, but but when, when the, the judges are voting for policies they like, uh, then they're happy. The court is fine. The court is great. As soon as they start losing, you know, elections have consequences. Because Trump was elected and he elected the three aforementioned judges, conservative judges. Well, oh, the court is broken. you got to change it. No, it's working just as intended. And courts should not be legislating. Courts monitor the legislation from the legislative bodies to make sure they're in line with the Constitution. But they're not supposed to be creating law themselves, a la Roe versus Wade. That is the difference right there. And so I don't see it happening. I don't see any packing going on. Oh, I think we lost Bernie there. We'll get right back to him. Lydia Serrani, Lydia Reports, is uh, coming up next. And we'll talk to all-time Met and Yankee great Dwight Gooden coming up at 925. So lots more to do on this epic Tuesday morning show. Go vote. Whether it's Lee Zeldin, Harry Wilson, Bernie's Choice, and Bo Dito's Choice, Rob Astorino, or my choice, Andrew Giuliani, Go out and uh, vote today. Get that primary vote in. And let's hope that our candidate beats Kathy Hochul coming up in November. We'll take a short break. Again, Lydia Reports is coming up next. More of us right after this. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. Sid, so I just listened to that commercial. You guys are the number one show in New York City. Right. FM too, right? 
And the, no. and the reason is because you guys talk about the uncomfortable truths. You guys tell everybody what is really going on. Nobody is talking about, did you hear about this anywhere on Channel 7 or even Channel 5 or Channel 2 or anybody? Graffiti on a West 107th Street church. It is the Ascension Roman Catholic Church. Graffiti with spray painted on it. If abortion isn't safe, neither are you. Mm. Dozens of churches and pro-life centers across the country have been attacked. Uh, there was one incident in uh, Eugene, Oregon, and the police there revealed details about an Antifa group of 75 people who gathered to attack the Dove Pregnancy Resource Center. The militants gathered in black. They had backpacks filled with gear, and one had some sort of chemical pump on him. And the Department of Homeland Security had to get involved. Nobody's talking about this. <laughs> dozens of churches, dozens of pregnancy centers, one right here in New York City. Yeah, but not only are they talking about talking it, about not only not talking about it, but on the on the other hand, what we're hearing is is that it's been pretty calm. That there's not been a lot of Violence, right. a lot of nastiness and all that. Now, this is not violence, obviously, but it's certainly nasty and certainly worthy of reporting. So a great job out of you, because as it turns out, they are doing exactly what we thought they would do. Yeah, they just want their narrative. That's all they care about is to get their side of the story out. You guys mentioned before about Coach Kennedy. He is the football coach. I just want to clarify for everybody. He wasn't telling. So this is the coach. The Supreme Court of the United States ruled in his favor, said you know what? This is freedom of speech, freedom of expression. If he wants to kneel down and say a prayer to God after the game is over by himself, that's his right to do it. And then people are saying, well, what if he said Allah Akbar? Because that's so what? So what? Whatever your religion is, hey, listen, if you want to do it, Lydia, do it. If, if he said Allah Akbar, nobody would have said anything. He would have gotten right. away with it. <laughs> You're been, exactly hey, hey, hey. right. Yeah. People would have been exactly afraid. Right. So he's trying to get his job back. Take a listen to what he said. He said, this is not just about him. This is about all Americans, once again, because like John Katzmatidi says, he does feel like religion, family, everything that this country was founded upon is under attack. Here is the coach talking yesterday. This is an elevation for all Americans in their freedom of religion and also in the freedom of speech. Nobody is any more important than anyone else. My rights are the same as everybody's. And I was just exercising mine. So I'm glad that the rest of the justices took a look at it, looked at the facts of the case and realized this is not a big deal. This is guy just being thankful after a football game. Hey, you got, it sounds like the nicest guy in the world, too. You know, I mean, most of these uh, born-again Christians, you know, I know they, they're against abortion uh, but uh, and, and people think they're evil because of it, but they believe it's, it's murder. They're, they're the nicest people in the world, these born-again Christians. The guy taking a knee on the sideline. I mean, and people praying, kids going up and praying with them. What the hell possibly could be wrong with Nothing. that, that somebody takes Nothing. it to court? And I hope that he doesn't go back to Washington State because uh, since they fired him, he, he uh, relocated to Florida. And uh, I have to imagine that after all this really good exposure, uh, some good Christian will offer him an opportunity to stay in the state of Florida and work there. So I really hope he doesn't go back to that school in Washington State. Get a nice job down in Ron DeSantis land and live out your life with uh, no issues. That's my that's my recommendation. Yeah, and well, we've been talking. Do- go ahead, Lynn. Sorry. Go, go. No, I'm sorry. Oh. sorry. One place he shouldn't move to is California. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this story. Two drug traffickers in California, they were arrested for being in possession of 150,000 
fentanyl pills, 150,000. That's enough to kill millions of people. Guess what happened to these guys? One guy is Jose Zendahas, and the other guy is Benito Mandragol. I can't wow. their okay, their names. What I can't say their names. They're both yeah. from Washington, right? And they were arrested during a traffic stop in California. They had 150,000 fentanyl pills on them last week. Guess what happened to them? Uh, well, they got busted. Uh, they were arrested. They were released on bail. No bail. They were just released. Get oh, out of town. Just, oh, yeah, just, yeah. just, just released. That's it. No bail, no nothing. They were deemed uh, part. This is part of. They were booked into the Tulare County pretrial facility on charges of transportation and selling illegal drugs. But in a surprising turn of events, they were just released. To, uh, just days later, they the sheriff's office received a court order to release both suspects from custody on their own recognizance. They were uh, booked uh, through what is known as the risk assessment process through the probation department and it's then sent to a judge then a court and then the judge decides whether or not they're a risk to anybody so now you can go around get busted for having 150,000 fentanyl pills on you enough to kill millions of people and you just get ROR'd in this country I mean and I don't know if these guys are legal or not I don't want to be racist they have Hispanic names or anything like that but this is the state that we're in right now we got coaches because they kneel they're getting fired people are in uproar about it women going nuts because they can't kill their babies they're defacing churches nobody's talking about it and you can get busted with enough drugs to kill millions of people and you're released from jail just days later not to mention inflation and the price again hey listen folks you gotta go out and vote Republican I'm sorry uh, you, you just have to. That's the That's only it. way we're going to fix this. I don't care what your political bent has been for years and years. This country is in big trouble, big trouble. You're not going to recognize it if these woke tards completely take over. You're not going to recognize it. You're not going to like it. you got to vote Republican. Uh, you know, swallow uh, your pride or whatever it is you know, it, it, that's preventing you from, uh, from pulling the lever for R or writing it in in a little circle, whatever the hell it is. You gotta vote Republican because we need a major course correction here in this country, on the local, state, and federal level, big time, big time. Uh, so, it, 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 this is do or die. This is do or die. Twenty twenty two and twenty twenty four is uh, gonna it's gonna decide the fate of the country. It really is, and it's been a great country up until now. Go ahead. I'm not gonna say who I'm supporting as far as Republican candidate for governor, but. Any one why of not? them would be great. Why not? Any one of them. No, I don't want to say because I don't want to sway it. Why I don't want. I don't want. I don't. I'm supposed. I want to know. Get I, out of here. No, I'm, I, no, 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 no. I'm endorsing Giuliani. Bernie's endorsing Astorino. Bo's endorsing Astorino. Who are you endorsing? And you give your opinion all the time yeah. on various well, other okay, topics. Okay, so. I'm gonna. Okay, so here's what I think. Yeah. I think I'm gonna. Don't be. I think Andrew Giuliani has the most charisma. I think he has an amazing future ahead of him. Okay, but I don't think he has the experience. Okay. And I hate to say this. Okay. I hate to say. It. If it, if it was the pre-Giuliani days before January 6th, 100%, he would have gotten – he, he would have said a great chance against Hochul, 100%. Because – but now you've got – I just saw another story that you've got these colleges that they're standing up to the woke tards who are trying to revoke Giuliani's honorary degrees. Yep. They're, this whole country, this whole state is obsessed with hating Rudy Giuliani despite all the amazing things he's done. So unfortunately, his son is going to to carry some of that burden. And so that's why I think Lee Zeldin 
is the best chance. Okay. Yeah, Lee yeah. Zeldin is the best chance we yeah. have. I okay. like I like Rob Asserino. I'm from Westchester, but he he hasn't done well in in. I'm t- I'm just talking about. I think Asserino would be amazing governor. I think Andrew would, and I think Lee would. But who's gonna beat Hochul? Because she's she's no good. Okay, I, I, that's the nicest thing I can say about her. Well, so I think Lee Zeldin is the most moderate Lee Zeldin, candidate. Lee, Lee Zeldin did vote up and down with her former boss. I'm just saying so. No, I, he I don't didn't. Know. He did not vote to defund the police. He didn't vote. He didn't vote to defund the police. I don't know how Harry Wilson got that. I don't. I I know he didn't. I was researching it. I didn't see it anywhere. He's always been pro cop. He's always been pro family. No, no, I agree. He, he, he did not. He's uh, fire he, did, he did not vote for that, but he certainly voted for a bunch of other issues with uh, Andrew Cuomo. I mean, I don't well, listen. I like Lee too. I don't okay. So, so you like Zeldin? That's your guy. Okay. Right. Well, I think Zeldin is the best. I like them all. I love them all, but I think Zeldin stands the best chance of defeating Hochul because okay. that's the that's the end game here. Yeah. We got to beat her. We got to get her. Well, we're out not. Of we're office. not. We're not. We're not going to know. We're not going to know because he's not going to win today. Fair enough. But I can't believe <laughs> I can't believe you gave up uh, your news credibility and actually endorsed the candidate. I'm, I'm really. <laughs> I'm really shocked. I know, right? I, this see, is unbelievable. It's like still ingrained in me. It's so horrible. Like, I even get afraid sometimes. I'm like, oh, because, like, what's crazy is when I was a reporter, I was a reporter for, like, 20 years, and I was at Fox for seven years, and I have friends of mine that they're like, Lydia, I had no idea you were a conservative. I said, yeah, because I was a journalist. I never posted a thing or talked about it with only just my close family and friends on how I felt politically. And nowadays, things have completely drastically changed. I have my fellow former colleagues saying this and that about pro-choice abortion talking about rudy he's a liar and all these things and i'm just like flabbergasted because in my day which was like three years ago you weren't allowed to talk about any of that stuff you had to remain completely neutral yeah well uh no more for lydia but then again you're, you really are an opinion uh person now i am you, i'm you, so much you, better this is my you, this is my calling exactly I love this. and you do a great this a terrific is so much job. better Terrific job, which you will do tonight uh, on Cats at Night, no? Yes, Cats at Night. uh, We should have Professor Dershowitz on, our constitutional expert. Of course, we'll be talking about all these SCOTUS rulings that have come down. The state of the country. We'll talk about energy. We'll talk about it all. Cats at Night, where we stand for truth, justice, and the American American way. way. I love it. Thank you, Lydia Serrano and the Bernie and Sid Show. Jack Cittarelli, the guy who should be governor of New Jersey, He's coming up next. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. favorites off of the Born in the USA album, Bruce Springsteen, Downbound Train. Anytime somebody from Jersey comes on, we play Bruce or Bon Jovi, any one of those folks. Our next guest came very, very close to unseating Phil Murphy as the governor of New Jersey. He had a great campaign, ran a great race. 
His name is Jack Cittarelli. Jack Manzo is the guy that keeps texting me about Jack, but uh, Bernie and I have grown to love Jack. And by the way, Jack, we've got a mutual dear, dear friend, Dr. James Orsini. Oh, he's not there? We've got a mutual friend, Dr. Jimmy Orsini, who would be a great health commissioner. But Jack's not there. Okay, fine. I, I saw the guest line light up. I thought that was, uh, that was him. And by the way, Jack Orsini has a, uh, a, a great son who is a, an oncologist. J- Jim Orsini, right. Yeah, and yes. he's a terrific guy. Wonderful Oh, that's guy. right. You know his kid. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he assisted me. Uh, you know, you know he, assist, he assisted me uh, on his, of his own volition. Oh, cool. And that's uh, he right. was very, very nice and helpful. Yeah, he, we went to the, uh, remember Danielle and I went with him, his lovely wife and his uh, daughter Tiffany, another lovely girl. And they took us to see, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Bocelli. When I had a chance to right, meet Andrea right, right, Bocelli right. backstage at Madison Square Garden. So he also took us to see uh, Sebastian Maniscalco when I went with Stephen Van Zandt. So he is a great guy. His son's a great guy. They're both great doctors. I'm glad his son helped you out. And uh, he'd be a great health commissioner if, in fact, he really wins next time. But Jack's not here. So that's a terrible job by Jack Manzo. Uh, text me, and we put Chitterelli on, and neither one of them has gotten back to us. So what do you think about that, Byrne? Uh, well, it's uh, not very cool, but uh, maybe they'll phone in any minute. I will say this. It is in July 7th. There's a uh, primary, or there's an election, actually, yeah. out in Bergen County. And Jack Chitterelli is endorsing a man yeah. for the Bergen County uh, he's going to be the Bergen County, let's see, uh, Republican chairman is what he's going to be. His name is Jack Ziza. Ziza. Okay. Jack Ziza, and Cittarelli is endorsing Jack Ziza. Jack Ziza. Well, he just texted me, Cittarelli. He says, hey, Sid, I'm calling the 800 number. No one's answering. What 800 number? What is he talking about? Uh, I have to text him the regular number here. The, uh, he doesn't, I guess he doesn't have the hotline number. Well, well uh, text, text him the number, and uh, let's see what happens now in the meantime. He's now he's getting through. Now he's getting through. There he is on line one. He, he's been dialing the 800 number instead of the uh, the, the hotline. Uh, are you there, Jack? I did give the hotline number to Jack Manzo. We have phone issues again. Jack, are you there, buddy? Uh, I am here, guys. I think it was Phil Murphy trying to block the call. <laughs> ah, yeah, I saw what you yeah. did there. First of all, uh, we were just discussing a mutual friend of ours, me and Bernie James Orsini. He uh, says he'd be a great health commissioner when you win the gubernatorial next time around. So make sure you get that done. Okay, Jack? Well, listen, I love that kind of transparency, guys. Let's not hold anything back. But, uh, <laughs> Jim's a great well, guy. And, come uh, on. <laughs> He's a great doctor, Jimmy Orsini. Uh, but uh, on another note, uh, the reason why you're here today is obviously the whole Roe versus Way thing. And, uh, look, I know that Phil Murphy, this idiot, has been uh, you know, telling his people in New Jersey, we've got low taxes, we've got beautiful beaches, and we've got abortions. Come to New Jersey and obviously, you're not uh, you're not thrilled with that, are you? No, listen, guys. He's smoking too much of that weed that he's been advocating for for five years to be legalized in New Jersey. Huh. We're, we're a mainstream state, guys, and this is just more extremism from Phil Murphy. You know, we need social justice, but he gave us legalization of marijuana instead of decriminalization. We need inclusivity, but that got his gender ID and sexual orientation in kindergarten instead of the golden rule. And, and now he's trying to recruit businesses to New Jersey based on all of his extreme abortion policies, usually you try to get companies to move to your state over tax policy. This guy's trying to get companies to move to New Jersey over his abortion, extreme abortion oh, policies. Hey, and by the way, uh, uh, Jack Cittarelli on the Bernie and Sid Show, the Democrat position, uh, without exception from what I've seen, the Democrat position on abortion are, is 
no restrictions whatsoever. No restrictions. In other words, you can abort a baby up until the, the due date, delivery date. The baby sticks his head out, and you can whack it off. And that's essentially what they're doing. It is ghoulish. It is extreme. It is murder. And uh, t- correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that's Phil Murphy's position as well. It is Phil Murphy's position. No restrictions. And the vast majority of New Jersey's guys believe in reasonable restrictions, uh, whether it's going to be, let's have a discussion in New Jersey, whether it's going to be after three, four, or five months. But we're not going to have abortions up until the day of delivery. Phil Murphy believes in that. He doesn't believe in parental notification. My goodness, we go with our 16-year-old kids wow. to get a cavity filled. We're not going to have parents know if a 16-year-old is seeking oh an abortion. And now not only is he inviting other companies to come to New Jersey um, based on his abortion policies, um, he's inviting people from other states to come to New Jersey to have their abortion performed, paid for by New Jersey taxpayers. He wants to make New Jersey an abortion sanctuary. He wants to make it the abortion capital of the country. That's not mainstream. That's extreme. And it's not where the vast majority of New Jerseyans are. But listen, he's a lame duck governor. And if you thought that first term was bad, wait until you see the rest of this second term. By the way, I'm pro-choice, and even I find it a bit grotesque. So uh, there you have it. Uh, Jack Cittarelli, uh, nearly the governor in New Jersey last time, ran an amazing race. And now everyone knows the name Jack Cittarelli across the country. Jack, today is primary day here in New York for governor. Hochul's going to win by 40 points. That's not even a race with Swazi. And Williams, but the Republicans uh, could come down to the wire. Zeldin and Giuliani, especially Astorino and Wilson, too. I know you take interest in what's going on here in this state. Uh, are, you, uh, are you about to tell us who you're endorsing, or that's not going to happen? Well, no one's asked for an endorsement, guys, and I usually stay out of other states' affairs. But you're right. Uh, Zeldin was the early lead, but the other guys are coming on strong. And whoever it is, I know we're going to give Hochul a, a real run for her money. And if New Jersey taught the nation anything last year is the Democrats are vulnerable uh, because of the extreme positions and because of what's going on nationally and, of course, in our states and cities um, with the lack of support for law enforcement. So what's the situation, Jack Cittarelli, on the Bernie and Sitcho? The situation in New Jersey, primary day, if I'm not mistaken, is July 7th. And you're endorsing, uh, for, for one example, is the Republican County uh, chairman in Bergen County, a man named Jack Ziza. Tell us about him and other endorsements you may be proffering. Well, I always say, guys, there's 1.5 million Republicans in uh, New Jersey, and the 21 that have the hardest job of all are the 21 county chairs. Uh, Their job is to recruit candidates, raise money, and win elections. And so in, in Bergen County, we do have a contest with Bergen County Republican chairperson, and Jack Z's is the incumbent, and, and I do feel that he's in the best interest of the party in Bergen County. So uh, I support the 21 county chairs. Uh, those that have been uh, challenged this year, I have made a few endorsements. And the best way to move our party forward in New Jersey is with strong county chairs. I believe Jack Z's is in the best interest of that goal. You know, uh, people who live on the beach tend to be a bit snobby, so I just moved to the beach in Queens. Bernard has lived on the beach on Long Island for a long time, and it's always like, well, my beach is the best. So uh, Bernie and I poke some fun often, mind you, at the Jersey Shore, and, uh, Jack, I get like a 1,000 messages right away. Don't do that. It's gorgeous. I'm in Tom's River. I'm in Atlantic City. I'm in Margate. I'm here. I'm there. It's gorgeous. On a serious note, uh, what kind of summer is it looking like so far down at the Jersey Shore? Well, after the past two years, guys, people are looking for an outlet, and the Jersey Shore is the perfect outlet. I'm in Surf City. 
uh, on Long Beach Island. We had a magnificent weekend last weekend, um, and the water's warmer than usual for this time of year. Um, it was just perfect. We're looking forward to July 4th. But listen, the Jersey Shore is, is the jewel in the crown of New Jersey. We love it here. And, um, and if you start poking fun at it, I'm going to have to go Jersey on you. <laughs> All right, well, listen, uh, we, we, don't, we don't mind having the second best uh, beach situation down in New Jersey uh, compared to Long Island at all. We don't mind. Go, go for it. You know, uh, the you, Jersey Shore and... Uh, you know, uh, hypodermic needles and all that stuff. Fingers. Enjoy, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> Condoms. Now no I know the real reason why you guys asked me on this morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, the real reason we, we really had you on this morning, honestly, is above and beyond the abortion uh, story, which you're talking about, is we really despise Phil Murphy, and we really, really like you. That's the main reason you're on. So anytime you want to come on and discuss any any story, any issue in the state of New Jersey, you're our guy. That's the real reason, Jack. Well, guys, listen, in the Internet age here, I really do believe that radio is the most powerful medium of all. And that airtime that you guys have provided to talk about the issues that are important to Jerseyans was a magnificent uh, asset and extremely invaluable to the success of our campaign. Um, all throughout South Jersey, too, there's a great many uh, prominent radio show, talk show hosts that had me on. So radio is where it's at, guys. So I do appreciate the airtime. Well, we're more than happy to give it to you because we really admire you, Jack Cittarelli, and uh, can't wait until this uh, term of Phil Murphy's comes to an end and you take over, Jack Cittarelli. So, uh, listen, thanks for appearing on the Bernie and Sid Show, and uh, good luck and Godspeed, and uh, have fun at the Jersey Shore this summer. We'll talk to you again. Good, guys. And listen, here's the good news. We're already seven months closer to the next gubernatorial election, and at our age, time goes real fast. <laughs> you're right about that. True, true. <laughs> you're right. That is great news, but, uh, you know, you're in great shape. You look great. So stay healthy. Like Bernie said, enjoy the beach. We'll talk soon as you do inch a step closer to getting the job you should have had even today. Jack Cittarelli out there in New Jersey. We are Bernie and Sid in New York. And our big governor day is today. So, again, it's Andrew Giuliani, Rob Astorino, Lee Zeldin, or Harry Wilson. Get out there and vote. It is so important, so important that no matter who wins this today in November, they take out Kathy Hochul. No more Democrats. Bernie's been saying it for weeks, for months, for years. No more Democrats. Just vote Republican. Even if you don't love the guy, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, the policies are going to save this city save this state, inevitably, hopefully in 2024, save this country. If you love this country, you will vote Republican today. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. That was fun. Jack Manzo said great interview. Thank you, Jack Cittarelli. Always nice having him on the show. Be back. Uh, we have the fourth and final hour coming up next. We will talk to Dwight Gooden coming up at 925. Uh, Dwight, as you know, very, very, very dear friend of mine and uh, a friend of the show as well. All-time great New York Met, New York Yankee. And uh, there's going to be a night for him. I guess it's tomorrow night. You know, if Chad, and I love Chad, I love him. If he comes up to me today and says, I'll see you tomorrow night, I'm going to punch him in the face. I know he's my boss, but you can't tell me the day before. I literally found out today, good night is tomorrow night. I got my sister coming over, and I know what's going to happen. I said, you're going to be there tomorrow night, right? No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I got my sister, my brother-in-law. Why, why, why didn't you tell me this, Meanie? Uh, I told you last week. You didn't tell me the day. You said I did there's, there's going to be a said, good night. You said two, you, I, I, Tuesday he was coming on. 
Right, but I you tell me today, what night right? the good night is. It's tomorrow night. Yeah, it's tomorrow night. It's definitely in that email. And he's a good friend of mine. He Dwight. is. He's going to come on at the ferry, get the ferry hawks down there. He's signing autographs, you know, hanging with the people. And uh, uh, I, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, yeah. towards the end of July, we may have something special going on for us down there as well. Oh, my God. So, Look at but this. Yes, Dwight Gooden night tomorrow in yeah. Staten Island. It's another thing I know nothing about. Is there a special night for us coming up? Nothing. Exactly. Yet. That's why i got to keep it under wraps <laughs> for a little bit here. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say anything. I mean, it's exciting. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'll tell you off the air. I don't want to spoil for the listeners. Right. Yeah, this going to be fun. Was this your idea? No, John's no, no, idea? no. It was John. I, John's idea. John and Chad, right? Uh, yes, yes, both. Because Gary Perone is going to take credit for it, you know. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Eric Scheffler, one of those guys. Yeah, no, both good guys. But, yeah, yeah, no, things are turning around. They're actually winning games down there now. Is and, that right? Yeah, and I saw they're having a whole bunch of high school graduations, some softball games uh, yeah. for the local team. So it's uh, really turning into a nice little facility uh, down there uh, in Staten Island. It's a gorgeous field, and, uh, of course, I was there with you. The, uh, the first home game of the year. Oh, like yeah. I met Roger Clemens again that night because uh, for a while there, his kid was on the team. But uh, it's a gorgeous stadium. It's in a nice area there. My wife is there often because uh, the courts are there right across the street. So she knows that area very, very well, the beautiful Danielle. You know, I'll tell you a quick story about Danielle. Like, I get an Instagram yesterday. Some lady goes, by the way, this picture does your wife no justice. I just met her. She's gorgeous. And whenever I get messages like that, I get very nervous. There's a lot of psychos out there. I'm having an issue with somebody myself. So long story short, I go, when did you meet my wife? She goes, 30 minutes ago in Great Neck. So I called Danielle. I go, Danielle, that some lady, and it turns out it's true, very nice, orthodox, religious lady that uh, was just being very complimentary, said your wife is really stunning in real life, even better than the pictures. But you never know, you know. So, uh, But thank you to Aaliyah Bia. Ran into Danielle yesterday and was a very, very nice and, of course, is a huge fan of Bernie and Sid and listens every day. All right, we'll take a, a short break. We'll come back with the fourth and final hour. We've got Dwight Gooden coming up next hour. And I guess beat Sid. Bernie's going to be out. So let's do that, okay, on this beautiful Tuesday in New York City. We are Bernie and Sid. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. She's a very kinky girl. The kind you don't take home to my mama. Uh, she won't, baby. Rick James, bitch. Well, that was from the Dave Chappelle show. Pardon my uh, profanity. Back here on the Bernie and Sid show, heard everywhere on that 77 WABCF simulcast on an Eastern Long Island News Talk 107.1 FM. And uh, you've heard about this, uh, Sydney, this WNBA player out in Russia. Yes, she's been. Uh, she was caught with a little cannabis oil, cannabis earl, as they say in Brooklyn, and. Uh, She's been in a Russian jail ever since. Imagine being in a Russian women's jail. Yeah. Of course, she's like uh, you know six foot five, and uh, she's huge herself. Brittany Griner, I've been yelled at a million times. Why don't you and Bernie 
you know, uh, stick up with this lady. Why aren't you talking about this lady? We know you hate the WNBA, which is not true, by the way. I don't hate the WNBA. I just don't care. Why? But, uh, I mean, I I've, been, I've been yelled at for weeks that you and I are not on our soapbox out there trying to rescue. As if they give a rat's ass in Russia what you and I are saying this morning. But trust me when I tell you, I've been yelled at for that. Yes. Well, let me just say this. Uh, we're on the soapbox right now, and uh, I'm charging the uh, Biden administration with racism. No. I mean, Donald no. Trump got uh, he got people out of North Korea. He got people out of China. Remember, you had those uh, those uh, basketball players. Yeah, the balls, Lorenzo Balls, whole right. family. That's right, the whole family. The whole they, family. <laughs> they were locked up for shoplifting. Yeah, and he got them out, and he cared, and he made it a big issue. And the Biden administration doesn't care about this poor black lady, who's stuck in again. It's got to be horrific. A, a Russian women's jail, for God's sakes. I mean, <laughs> that's worse than a Turkish prison. I think a Turkish men's prison. But uh, anyway, uh, Bernie, Bernie, there is nothing worse than a Turkish men's prison. And you speak from experience? Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, free Brittany Griner, Joe Biden. Well, put your money where your mouth is. You're out there in uh, Germany giving away $200 billion of our hard-earned taxpayer money uh, to, for nothing, for, for gender equity uh, nonsense and, and, you know, money that's going to go to vaccine development in, in, in Senegal or someplace like that. He really is doing that. And also, uh, you know, I played the report this morning. He wants to help, you know, he wants to, gr- to do the biofuel thing where Boris Johnson is saying, no, 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 change the biofuel land to uh, grow wheat so we can help feed the world. And Joe Biden has got his head stuck up, uh, you know, Greta Thunberg's ass. He won't change his position on that. And it's pretty gross, pretty disgusting. So is uh, what Nancy Pelosi did to Myra Flores' daughter. She essentially punched her in the face or something like that. She elbowed her in the in the yeah, nose. Calm down. She was. Uh, it was really. I mean, well, seriously, when you look at it, though, the 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 contempt she has for this little yes, Latino girl. That's true. I mean, the look on her face when she was like, "Get the, get away from me! You you go get me a drink or something like that." I mean, that's what she was essentially saying, and uh, it was just it was horrible. I thought it was, uh, and, but but very telling. Nancy Pelosi is a phony. And it's all because uh, Myra Flores is a Republican. I mean, it's so petty. It's so, uh, it's just, uh, again, very. get this old lady, get this old bag. She is going to be dethroned this November. But uh, in the meantime, the same lady who ripped up the State of the Union speech, she's just a bad, evil, evil person. And, uh, you know, uh, make sure your husband's not driving drunk, all right? Stay home (laughs) and release the body cam footage, by the way. Who did he have in the car with him? Did he have some, uh, you know, some little uh, uh, California 30-something hottie? Is that what he had? Is that why they're not releasing the body cam footage? And uh, from what I understand, both cars were totaled. Were actually, it wasn't just a fender bender. This was some uh, big deal with this guy Paul Pelosi and the uh, California Highway Patrol. They're actually uh, they're hiding, they're hiding something. They're protecting this guy. No surprise. Hey, have you heard about this woman? She's running for governor of Arizona. Her name is Carrie Lake, and she was on uh, with Brett Baer last night, and my God. She killed him. It was like 10 minutes long. <laughs> she killed him, First, bro. First, listen, listen to this quick clip. This is about a week and a half ago. She was ambushed uh, once again by this CNN reporter who was stalking her. Now, remember, CNN Plus was on the air for about two weeks yes. before it got canceled. Chris Wallace, it was a huge embarrassment. So CNN Plus, because she references it here, when the CNN reporter ambushes Carrie Lake. Cut 19, Lou, please. 
Hi. 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 Nice to see you. Well, you don't have a mask on anymore. Uh, What's we're, going we're on? Outside. Do you have a wow. minute to well, chat? we're six feet apart. <laughs> do you have a minute to chat? Um, I'll do an interview. Okay. As long as it airs on CNN Plus. Does that still exist? Yeah. I didn't think so because the people don't like what you guys are peddling, so, which is propaganda. Thank do you, you. Do you. Yeah, she owned her big fat. <laughs> That's it was great. great. This woman's got a set. She's got a pair. Yeah. And so she was. she's one of the few, and especially in Arizona, there were really a lot of shenanigans going on in the election, on election day, voter fraud, et cetera, in addition to, well, forget about it. Just stick with that. This is Carrie Lake last night running for governor of Arizona versus uh, a Brett Baer uh, on special report last night. Check this out. Cut 17. Number one issue, because they know every other issue from inflation to the a border being wide open, not being able to afford um, gas and, and groceries, all stems from this corrupt election. We want an election day, not an election month. We want paper ballots, and we want to get rid of these electronic voting machines, which is why I'm involved in a federal case right now to get them banned here in Arizona. All we want is honest elections for our children and grandchildren. We want honest elections for Democrats. Mm-hmm independents and republicans we want to know that when we go to bed on election night when we wake up the next day we find out who won before we go to bed and we can live with that but we can't keep having elections that nobody can live with and we can't have this level of fraud anymore unapologetic and uh straightforward she's great uh you know i again i think voter fraud looking back on 2020 is a losing issue in 2024 but still everything she said is on the money but then it got ugly with the Brett Bear. Brett Bear started to bring up some stuff about drag queens yep. because she's been like everybody else, saying that you can't have these trannies with, uh, you know, their little mini skirts and uh, you know, parading around naked in front of school kids, uh, and rightly so. She's been she's been on a, that crusade, which a lot of people have been, because that's what's occurring in schools all across the country, including here in New York City. But anyway, Brett Bear brought up some stuff some crap that uh, she didn't quite like cut 18 she went right back at him cut 18 carrie lake running for governor of arizona versus brett bear go the washington post has a story today it says arizona gop candidate who criticized drag queens was once a fan according to a drag queen do you care to address that? i do care i actually do care to address that and i'm really shocked i'm actually appalled that fox news would take defamatory story like that i'm appalled that you would bring that up when you have not talked about our stolen election you failed we just to talk spent about three that. questions it's let's address this story that's in the washington post every candidate takes wow. tough stories i'm asking you to respond to it if you'd like to i'm happy to address it but i'm really disappointed in fox i thought you were a little better than cnn (laughs) he says he's been in my home for a drag show that's ludicrous he's never been in my home he's lied we tried to serve him defamation papers okay i don't want to ask these questions i asked you to address them i think you do want to ask him but you don't want to ask about 2000 mules this is absolutely ludicrous i'm really appalled that you would spend time on a false story like that it's shocking that was great. Yeah, I mean, she great. killed him, and and Brett Baer does have the, the tendency once in a while to kind of, you know, move a little bit to the left. But in his defense, there she was way too uh, defensive, way too defensive. He just she could have just said, "Hey, Brett, hate to tell you, not a true story," and he would have moved on. And she just kept beating him up like he's the one who created the story. So personally, I, I love her, I do love her, but I thought there she came off way too defensive. Just my opinion. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I listened to the whole thing. 
he actually brought it up a couple of times. She she tried to move on, yeah, and he kept uh, sticking with it. Well, he was like, well, you had uh, well, this she never drag answered. Queen. She just kept saying, why, why, why not just answer it right off the bat, Bernie, and just put it to rest? I don't understand why she well, just did that. He said you had this drag queen in your house, and she said, yeah. no, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. So stop right there. That's that's end of conversation. He was never in my house. Right. The, the, the question isn't whether you associated with the drag queen or, you know, you knew it, knew him. It is about the drag queen going to schools. Right. And and if but if she had him in his in her house, that means she had a more intimate relationship with him. But either way, I thought it was good. She's got onions. Yeah. And she's the kind of, of, of person. I hope she wins for governor out there in uh, Arizona. And another, uh, it's worth revisiting here because yesterday uh, Lydia Serrano played a partial clip, but another anchor got served, if you will, by uh, a leader of a country, and it w- would be the U.K. It's Boris Johnson, Bojo. And Jake Tapper thought Bojo would be down with uh, his line of questioning, but not so much, not so much. This is going to be uh, cut 14, though. Cut 14, Boris Johnson with Jake Tapper over January 6th. Not what Jake Tapper was expecting. Uh, check this out. This is terrific. Are you worried at all? Do you look? No. I no. want to say this to the people of the United States. I'm not. Uh, I think that, I, I just get back to the, what I've been trying to say to you uh, throughout this interview. I think that uh, reports of the death of democracy in the United States are grossly, grossly exaggerated. Uh, America is a shining city on a hill. There were, there were some uh, weird and, and kind of unattractive scenes uh, back in the... You know, died. I mean, it was pretty it serious. Was pretty, it was pretty weird. I, I, won't, I won't deny that. It was that. weird. I mean... Looking from the outside, it was pretty weird. But I don't believe that American democracy is under serious threat. Far from it. I continue to believe that America is the greatest global guarantor of democracy and freedom. Just beautiful. People died. Yeah, Ashley Babbitt died. She was shot by the Capitol Police. She was uh, she was a Trump supporter, and she was shot in the neck, uns- uh, you know, with, with no good reason whatsoever. And the cop paid no price for it. But uh, in any case, America is the last great guarantor of, uh, you know, uh, civil liberties, uh, democracy, uh, what's right, you know, civilization, essentially. Uh, This is our last best hope. America goes down and loses from within to the woke tards. We're screwed. That's why it's so important to get out there, uh, you know, today, uh, primary day for the gubernatorial race. And again, any race, uh, any 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 primary around the country, and of course in November of 2022, and then November of course 2024. But that that remains a long way off. Now back to the uh, Roe versus Wade thing. These Democrats, they of course, they had many chances to put this uh, to legislate this law, to to make it a law to, from the legislature, the Senate, the House down in Washington D.C. could have done it. Uh, Obama had the executive branch. And he had enough votes in the Senate and the House to do it. And he promised to do it, by the way. Don't forget, he promised he was going to do it. Exactly right. Excellent point, Sidney. He did. And he didn't. He didn't didn't follow through. And so no other than this uh, radio host, his name is Charlemagne. He calls himself Charlemagne the God. I have a hard time saying that, but... His name is like Larry McHenry or something like that. Yes. Hey, but, Larry, what are you going to But Larry's he, the he, god. He is hugely successful, though. To, to his credit, he's got a hugely successful show. Huge. Oh, they all, they, they all, every time they uh, come to New York, Harris, uh, 
Hillary, uh, Sneaky Pete, they all go go to Charlemagne's studio and kiss his ass. Yeah. Anyway, cut number three. This is uh, Charlemagne talking about how the Democrats, you know, they, they're partially responsible for the Roe versus Wade uh, decision being overturned. Cut three. Go ahead, Lou. Okay, what we witnessed on Friday is the cowardice of the Democratic Party catching up to them, all right? They know what Republicans have been planning for decades. Republicans have never hidden their agenda. They have shown and told us what play they are going to run, and for some reason, Democrats never craft a defense to stop it, all right? I mean, we didn't just get here yesterday, people. Yes, it's easy to point the finger at Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, and say, yeah, they put three judges on the Supreme Court. That's true. But I feel like the cowardice and inaction from Democrats caused a lot of this. I have a million questions that people smarter than me can answer. Okay, why didn't President Obama codify Roe v. Wade like he said he would when he was on the campaign trail? And by the way, why didn't Joe Biden try it either? He had all three branches go. I know the filibuster was there, but he didn't even give it a shot. They've never even talked about it. But you, you have that. And one last, uh, Kamala Harris has been elevated to some sort of uh, abortion czar. Not exactly. They didn't call it that. But she's been designated as uh, she's been given some role in this abortion uh, thing, you know, to try to get, uh, uh, you know, camps, if you will, on federal lands. A lot of these people, uh, AOC, Liz Warren, they want uh, federal uh, on federal lands. They want to build abortion camps. So people can actually fly there, live there, and get abortions, believe it or not, which is kind of dopey because today you have the pill. You have what's called Plan B. Uh, they, these, these pills are a game changer. People are going to be able to get these pills left and right, no problem. They're not going to have to travel anywhere. It's going to be on the black market, but it's going to be very, very easy, just like Reefer is to get on the streets. But Kamala was asked by uh, CNN host Dana Bash, for you know about this uh, new position she has and as per usual she was just the genius in a response cut number six Lou. cut number six kamala harris on cnn i thought about it as you know a parent we have two children who are in their 20s a son and a daughter i thought about it as a godparent of teenagers I thought of it as an aunt of, of, of preschool children. And a woman yourself. And a woman myself. And the daughter of a woman. And a granddaughter of a woman. <laughs> just brilliant, just profound, right? The profundities were flying stupid. out of her mouth. Uh, yes, stupid. I mean, even Willie Brown, her, you know, she was, of course, his side piece in California. He elevated her to the top of politics. In California, he's got to be shaking his head saying, what? Did I do what I I created a Frankenstein? She's going to be the next president because Joe Biden's not going to last. Get her up there. Get rid of him so we can criticize her. She can't be any worse. Uh, So uh, anyway, there you have it. The idiocracy down in Washington, D.C. continues. Now, we have a great guest coming up in the next segment. Uh, Daryl Strawberry, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you are no, very no, mistaken. I'm sorry. I have Dwight Gooden. <laughs> now that, was that racist on my part? No, no. That actually no, those, because I confused two Mets? Yeah, they're both. I mean, come on. Those two, the, they always put their names in the same sentence, Strawberry Gooden. Always. Exactly right. So yeah. Dwight Gooden is coming up next on the Bernie and Sid Show. Keep it where it is, ladies and gentlemen. We're coming right back. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Out on the road today, I saw a deadhead sticker 
Just got a, a really nice picture from uh, Andrew Giuliani. Again, I'm endorsing Andrew Giuliani. Bo uh, Deedle endorsing Rob Astorino. The great Bernard McGurk endorsing Rob Astorino. Lou Rapino endorsing Rob Astorino. Andrew sent me a picture of him, his wife, who's lovely, by the way. I'm always talking about my wife, how gorgeous she is. And Danielle is a 13 on a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, but his wife is lovely, too. And uh, his little girl, Grace, the three of them all dressed in red, white, and blue and out there on the trail this morning. I just heard somebody kind of sigh. What was that? Uh, I think it was Joe still up. Joe who? Joe Nolan? Yes. He sounded like he was either sighing or about the climax. I can't tell which one, but you never know with him, you know. Well, I I don't want to hazard to guess, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry, that's just me. So anyway, go out and vote today, whether it's Lee Zeldin or Harry Wilson, Rob Astorino, or my choice, Andrew Giuliani, go out and vote, and uh, make sure we kick Kathy Hochul's ass come November, because she's going to win today by a landslide. I mean, it's going to be the Republicans, it's going to be close. I mean, I, I think whoever wins, wins by a couple of points. You know, I still think Zeldin and Giuliani will finish 1-2, not, not necessarily in that order. And the other two, Astorino and Wilson, will be a little bit back, ways back maybe. But uh, regardless, I do think one versus two will be tight. Now, the Democrats, of course, I, I could see Hochul beating Swazi by 30 points. And uh, Jamani Williams, just, uh, you know, nice guy. And uh, the whole Tourette's thing is not easy. So I give him credit for that. That is not easy. But uh, he has no chance. So anyway, uh, that is today. Primary day, a big day on this gorgeous Tuesday in New York City. Now, this uh, Dwight Gooden night that comes up tomorrow night on Staten Island. Dwight Gooden is being honored at the Ferry Hawks game tomorrow. Tickets are still available. Doc, I, I never call him Doc. It's funny I call him Dwight. But Doc Gooden will sign autographs starting at 5.30 p.m. when the gates open till right before the first pitch around 6.20 and uh, Dwight will be available towards the end of the game to walk around the concourse and meet and greet fans. By the way, he is a super guy, just a real sweetheart. Uh, Dwight is a huge friend of the Ferry Hawks. He was there with us and the city when we announced that John was signing the lease, the great John Katsimatidis, who I love dearly, and bringing baseball back to Staten Island. Dwight will then do a special baseball discussion in the suites this is a great deal, folks. It'd be crazy not to take advantage of this. I mean that. Just $65 to talk baseball with Doc, get a guaranteed autograph, hot dogs and popcorn, all for 65 bucks. That's a steal. you got to do this. Dwight Gooden, folks. Go to FerryHawks.com for tickets. Limited spots available for the baseball discussion with the great Dwight Gooden, Doc Gooden, in the suites, and that's coming up tomorrow night on Staten Island. Uh, you're not getting them? Is that what it is, Lou? It says his mailbox is full, oh. if that's the number. Well, he's a very, very popular he's guy. He's a popular guy. What can yeah. he say? He's quite good. I mean, come on. One of the greatest seasons, that uh, 85 season, just ridiculous. 84 season, pretty damn good as a rookie. 85, ridiculous. 86, pretty good year. Mets win the World Series. He goes on to pitch a no-hitter with the Yankees and win two World Series with the Yankees, too, before retiring as a Yank. Steinbrenner brought him back in 2000 to retire in the Bronx, but, um, you know, listen, Gooden was great. Darrell was great. Those were great days for the Mets and the Yanks. But uh, hard to beat what both of those teams are doing right now with the Mets 20 games over 500 atop the NL East and the Yankees 34 games over 500 and a double-digit lead on the Boston Red Sox atop the AL East. Just unbelievable. Now it's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. 
sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernay? Good luck. It's time to beat Bernay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Bernard had to leave early today. Um, he will be out tomorrow and returning Thursday. So uh, with that, we are playing Beat Sid today, and I'm Matt Meany. Uh, here to redeem myself after putting my foot in my <laughs> mouth last week. Let's be careful today. Very, very, be ver- verbally was the word that I meant to use last week. Just Not say, the word just, I used. Just say thank you. Thank you. That's it. it thanking, thanking law enforcement and uh, Lou almost uh, keeled over in uh, laughter from uh, from that. So. Killed me. So thanks. Yes, it was a way to, way to start the weekend. So, but with that, enough of me. Uh, Peerless Boilers beat Bernie contest brought to you by Peerless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. Go to peerlessboilers.com or paviliontankless.com for a dealer near you. Peerless Boilers, America's best built boilers. Get them now. While it is warm out, you don't want to be stuck. In the cold without a boiler. Today, our contestant for Beat Sid is John from Westchester, uh, presumably Westchester County, New York. John, yes? Yeah, that's right. Not Westchester, PA, or California. All right, very good. Um, John, what do you do for a living, my friend? I'm in finance. Okay, cool. Dealing with numbers. I like it. Um, yeah. And speaking of numbers, uh, let's get right to this. Uh, you know, with Beat Sid, it's a little more pop culture, sports stuff, so, uh, you know, we're going to be up that yeah, alley. Yeah. So. Yeah. When I, when I heard it was Beat Sid, I got a little nervous because I'm better with the Bernie topics than the big to- than the uh, Sid topics. I don't watch the Real Housewives of anything. All right. Real Housewives. Okay. No, we're good, actually. No Real Housewives on here today. So, But let's get right to it. All right, John? Here we go. Number one, the line, quote, I speak for the trees, comes from what favorite book by Dr. Seuss? I speak for the trees. Um... The Lorax? Oh! Very nice, John. Off to a good start. One for one. In 2021, they put the summer in the Summer Olympics with the Olympic Games debut of what sport from Surigachi Beach outside of Tokyo? I'm sorry, what year was that? 2021, last uh, last year. Uh, beach surfing? No! Oh, 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 there we go. I got to talk to Justin Ellick about this game. If he could pronounce that word, uh, that that beach, then God bless him. He wrote this one today. All right, two for two, John. Number three, in 1928, outfielder Babe Herman was described as, quote, a great outfielder except for his inability to catch fly balls by the Brooklyn Daily Daily Eagle newspaper. What team did Herman play for? (laughs) I got to talk to Justin. (laughs) Um. Well, if it's the Brooklyn paper, then the Brooklyn Dodgers. Oh, well, I wrote the questions last week and said, Sid thought they were easy. And he said, what's the, the next one's going to be, what's the number after three, right? Mm-hmm. That's, these are pretty easy. All right. Three for three. Number four, Duran Duran sang of New Moon and a fire dance through the night in what 1983 song? New Moon on Monday. <laughs> All right, one left. Get Sydney, uh, get Sydney out of the bullpen here. And number five, in the 1980s and 90s, what Chicago Cubs announcer led the Wrigley Field faithful in singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" every seventh inning? Well, it's not the Japanese suicide Harry Carey, but it's the announcer <laughs> Harry Carey. <laughs> Pretty good Tuesday for you there, John, my friend. Uh, five for five, which uh, Sydney cannot beat you. Uh, today, he could only tie, uh, and we'll see uh, how he does. Um, like I said, um, you know, I got to speak to Justin Ellick about <laughs> these questions. 
Sydney, uh, John in finance from Westchester County, New York, went uh, five for five today. Yes, indeed, he did. Good for him. Yeah, he did. He's going to win. He's uh, going to win. We're going to see. We're going to see what happened here. All right. All right. Number one, Sid, the line, quote, I speak for the trees, comes from what favorite Dr. Seuss book? I speak for the trees. This guy got this right? He did. I was a stab in the dark, I think, because... I only know one name. I hate to say it, but I'm going to go with a cat in a hat. Ah. The Lorax. We've got to talk to Justin about the that. Lorax. The impetus of that. I don't know why I mean, he I, thinks I have she would children. know that. I, I know I did know that probably 20 years. I mean, yeah. when Ava was born 18 years ago, but okay. All right, here we go. Number two, 2021. They By put- the way, that's the only book he's ever read, Justin. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that, maybe Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> right. And some Captain Underpants oh, books. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, 2021. They put the summer in the Summer Olympics with the Olympic Games debut of what sport from Surigasaki Beach outside Tokyo? The Surigasaki shouldn't matter. The beach really shouldn't. Beach volleyball? No! Surfing USA, baby! I don't know how this guy won five for five. I don't know either. I don't know either. All right, 1928, outfielder Babe Herman was described as a, quote, great outfielder except for his inability to catch fly balls by the Brooklyn Daily Eagle. What team did Herman play for? 1928? 1928. Brooklyn Daily Eagle. Gotta be the Dodgers. Yes, there you go. I'm just like... I mean, it could have been the Yankees or the Giants, but go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah. What are you staring at me? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, just answer. Uh, All right, next. number four, Duran Duran sang of a, quote, new moon and a fire dance through the night in what 1983 song? Duran Duran, a, yeah. new, a new moon. Yeah. It's not hungry like the wolf. No. It's, uh, no, no. Uh, it is you save would, a prayer. You would better get wrong. Oh, my no, 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 no. Uh, 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 ordi- ordinary world. Ordinary world. No. Wrong again. <laughs> Which I'm one dying is it? over here. Read the question. Hear the question again. Duran Duran sang of a, quote, new moon and a fire dance new through. New moon on Monday. Oh, on Mondays. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. And finally. And in, the Stanley Cup goes through. Oh. <laughs> in the 1980s and 1990s, what uh, Cubs? Uh, Chicago Cubs announcer led the Wrigley Field faithful every seventh inning singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Harry Cow. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. There that it was is. a good game. Who wrote that game? Justin did write that this game. That was good. I mean, look, I, I didn't do well. This guy, whoever he is, is what's his name? It's Justin of John over there. D- Justin, go ahead. Can you pronounce that beach that you put in that question? No, I uh, copy and pasted <laughs> it from Google. Nope. Sura. But I figured I figured you put the beach in. You know it's, it's, no, it's got to be got in the it. water. I, I, I should have gotten it. But, uh, but surfing, I, I would have figured surfing was in the Olympics for a while now. I would have thought so, too. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that, that's, that's a good game. You wrote a good game. What's this guy's name? Johnny. Johnny from Westchester in finance. How you doing, John? Hey, Johnny. Good job, man. I'm well, how's it going? That's a really Thank good you. job, brother. Thanks. Well, Thank I you, have man. three educated guesses and two that I knew. Well, you did a good job. You beat my ass. So, um, so congratulations, and uh, you've got uh, fifty thousand in cash, and, uh, and I don't know what else is coming your way. Hunter Biden's escort from Russia. How about that? Uh, <laughs> nah, like I want to stay healthy. Yeah, no, I'm married. I'll, I don't want that. I, I don't. I don't want Hunter's sloppy second. <laughs> the uh, trust me, I tell you, it wasn't his sloppy second. Maybe sloppy second two million. But uh, thank you for uh, playing the game today. Thank you for uh, coming on, and that's a great job, Johnny. Good win. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Sid. Wish you would have come up to Westchester when you moved out of the city, but I um, hope you're enjoying your new place. Well, we're loving the new place. Thank you. Westchester's lovely. Look, I mean, there's a lot of places up there I can't even afford, to be honest with you. 
But uh, we wanted to move towards the water. That was our thing, and that's what we did. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. We'll come back. We'll take some phone calls. We'll close shop. It's been a great Tuesday show. More of Bernie and Sid right after this. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Moon on Monday, taken straight from the Beat Sid game moments ago. Again, uh, tomorrow it looks like Gooden may stop by tomorrow. Dwight Gooden, Patrick McEnroe, Joe Pinion, and Peter King for starters. Going to be a huge show. Bernard is out. He should be back on Thursday. He says he will be back on Thursday. We'll see. Uh, of course, uh, the show, whether it's me and Bernie or just me, only works uh, this week till Friday, and then we are off until Monday, July the 11th. So if you uh, can't uh, uh, live without Bernie and Sid up your mornings, or not the same without Bernie and Sid, you're effed basically after Friday for the next 10 days. So, and, and I don't care. Just, I'm sick of, of all of it, and all of you, to be honest. I'm sick of it. Tired. Sick of talking about all these uh, idiots and politicians and, and uh, you know, I, mean, I, I like a song. I mean, of course, I love you're Andrew done, huh? Giuliani. You're done. I'm done. That's it. I, I can't do it anymore. I can't talk about Biden and Kamala and, 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 and uh, Hochul and Adams. He's well, a, I can see. You get very worked up. It's causing you a lot of stress. No, and, I don't uh, care. To be honest, it looks like you need medical attention. Shut up. It's all shtick. I couldn't care less. Uh, I see. You know, it's funny. Uh, the stuff we discuss is very serious, obviously. But to me, it's all entertainment. It doesn't really matter. Lewis playing stuff. It's a complete mess. control. Yeah. It's like he okay, can, it's, go on. I'm, waiting, like, for, yeah, I'm waiting for Bernard to jump in out of nowhere and go the cut of the uh, the clip of the day. <laughs> what is that clip of the day today? Yeah, yeah. he's got some sort of twitch going on over there. But I'm, anyway, we deserve a vacation because we work hard and we, you know, the whole station does well because of us. And oh wait, there's new news on Hunter Biden. What is that now? Uh, nothing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> See what he did? That's awesome. I'm sick of that too. I mean, you know. He, and he'd make the same comments. I mean, imagine if it was Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump. But it's true. I mean, it's it's the, the, the hypocrisy is so nauseating. It's hard. I mean, every day it's, you know, at least you get the, the, the sports updates I like because it, it's different every day. So the Yankees win every day. That's not even different. Well, I think the most alarming part about Hunter Biden, you, you can't fall. You know, he's like falling in love with hookers and stuff. That'll only get you into trouble. <laughs> I mean, you're such an idiot. It's I mean, unbelievable. She, yeah, she, I mean, seriously. She, like she doesn't love you, you know? Here's uh, Joe the Box. I love this guy out in uh, Ronkonkoma. It's one of the coolest places. He's got this place. It's called the America First Warehouse. I was out there. You know what the irony is? I was out there many, many months ago for a Lee Zeldin event, who, of course, I enthusiastically endorsed for about a month and a half, but jumped off that bandwagon and hopped on the Andrew Giuliani bandwagon. Anyway, here is uh, Joe the Box. Good morning, Joe. 
Good morning, Sid. How are we going to live 10 days without you and Bernie? How are we going to do it? Well, I don't know. You'll figure it out. I'm sure you'll be fine. They'll, they'll have somebody well, good in here, John or Lydia or Curtis or somebody. You'll be fine. Everybody across the board is unbelievable at the WABC radio station. There you go. Um, and, and like you, Sid, I was, uh, I was in Lee. Lee, I felt, was very good. But he did some crazy things. He did some things that put him in the establishment side of things or the political side. And I couldn't understand why he did that. And that's when I think about you and I probably at the same time switched. Yeah. Because, I mean, I raised him $18,000 for Lee Zeldin. And then I went, to, I went to every rally for Andrew. I followed him around with the warehouse, with the fire engines and the motorcycles, because I believe so much in this man. Yeah. People say you can vote. Okay, you can do way more than that. Last night in Staten Island, if he doesn't take Staten Island, I would be shocked because we had a couple of hundred people out there. No, he's going to win you Staten Island. Want? Yeah. Well, that's for sure, and that's a big point for him. He has to win Staten Island. He has to take a lot of New York. And then, you know, really, he, he, this is the candidate for the American people. If you love America and you love this country and your life that you had and I had for years that are now losing it, okay, Sid, that's why you're upset because we're all losing it. Andrew will save it. Andrew will save New York. Uh, listen, you're right. I mean, you're right. Uh, part of my frustration. Thank you, Sid. Thank you, Joe. It's always great Thank to talk you, to you. Sid. You're but, welcome. Look. Hi, Mike Tatino. How are you, Bob? But you're right. I mean, I'm frustrated with the way the country is going, which the city is going. I mean, Eric Adams is a complete disaster. He, he's a complete – I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. He's better. He's trying. He lo- he's a disaster. That's it. He sucks. Kathy Hochul is uh, worse. And the president is the worst of the three of them. So those are the three people we spend a lot of time talking about on this show. The mayor, Eric Adams, waste, the governor, Kathy Hochul, uh, bigger waste, and the president, Joe Biden, the biggest waste. So you're damn right I'm frustrated. And uh, today you can start to make a difference. Go to the polls and vote. Again, I like Andrew, so does Joe. Uh, Bo Deedle, Bernie, Lou, they're like, Rob, doesn't matter. Give me any one of those. I'll take Zeldin. I know Zeldin did some things that, um, uh, you know, I also raised an eyebrow for me, too. I, you know, they did. Uh, I didn't just jump on Giuliani's bandwagon because I love his father. I mean, I could have done that from the very, very beginning. That's not what happened. I watched this thing closely, and I saw some things I didn't like. And on his side, I saw things I really liked. Now, they make a, a very good point about electability and all that stuff, but we'll see. Just go vote today and uh, start to make a difference. One quick uh, call. Doc is in New Jersey on line 7. Doc, how are you, pal? Good morning. Good morning. Uh uh, Bernie, I hope you uh, recover soon. Sounds really good. I went to see the Elvis movie yeah. yesterday. What do you think? And I want to tell you, this kid, Austin Butler, yeah. he was so good. Now, I grew up with Elvis, yeah. okay? Yeah. I didn't know on some of the songs whether or not it was dubbed. Well, this kid was uh, listen, I have to tell you, I'm sorry we're running out of time, so I have to make this a quicker call than you wanted. But I heard the same thing from a lot of people, Doc. They love this kid. He doesn't look like him. He doesn't look like him. But if he can get past that, what Doc just said, I've heard a million times. This kid, Austin Butler, played an amazing Elvis Presley. I love when they do that stuff. What do you call that when, a, when an actor plays a real-life person? Biopic. Yes! Axe. Oh. <laughs> Lewis is right. What? But nice try. What are you talking about? You know who was great at that was uh, Jamie Foxx when he played Ray Charles. Mm-hmm. Philip Seymour Hoffman as Truman Capote. These were, these were some. Yeah, I actually liked I thought Val Kilmer was pretty good as Jim Morrison. Anyway, we're done for today. Thank you to all our uh, terrific guests. Big show coming up tomorrow. Again, it looks like Dwight Gooden, Patrick McEnroe, Peter King, and Joe Pinion. I'll be solo tomorrow. Hopefully Bernie back on Thursday. It's a gorgeous sunny day in New York City today, folks. Go out and enjoy it. Go vote. We're either Giuliani 
Astorino, Zeldin, or Wilson. For Bernard, for the great Justin Ellick, Lou Rafino, Frankie Diaz with an E, Deb Valentine, John Carl, the whole crew. We're back again tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Go vote Republican. Do it now. See you tomorrow. Peace. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.